Welcome back to Cooper Duper, a Twin Peaks podcast for regular people. This is Jess. I am Mikey. And we are coming to you uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. And we are joined today by returning super special guests. They've never been on here before. You haven't? We did all the lost stuff. That was was part of Friendly Atheist. You guys weren't on Cooper Duper? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Did we, think, you, did you, did we, we didn't watch any Twin Peaks with you, right? No. Yeah. And the book yeah. that we did was Friendly Atheist. Okay. Well, fuck me, I guess. So we are here with first-time super special guests. Woo-hoo-hoo, fancy, fancy, Jeff Stortz. Hello, this is Jeff Stortz. That's what Jeff Stortz's voice sounds like. And my favorite human, including Mikey, lovely Nance. No relation to Jack Nance. I should, I should clarify. I? I should clarify for our viewers or viewers because people watch. There's people watching you right now. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Did I not tell you that? So anyway, we're down here. Sorry, um, I Leslie. cut her off. Though we should get Leslie on mic so that people know which voice is hers. It's me. Not no relation to Jack Nance. We have similar voices but different accents. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, it's true for a lot of people. So we are we are down in Louisville. We took this show on the road. Big First time. four person recording setup. How does it's everybody true. feel? Hold the applause. Okay. Good. So, just for <laughs> context, I guess yep. it is Monday night, July fifth. We've been drinking for three days straight. Yep. Uh, continuing, we're all double yeah. fisting right Most now have as well. Two. <laughs> we we do, shout out. We do have some pursued by a bear wine in front of us. We've got a 2017 bear cub red wine blend and we've got a 2020 blushing bear rosé hashtag it pursued by wine we're trying to get a sponsorship good year great year (laughs) great year great great year year in 2020 for wine and all things oh yes um so uh boy oh boy so we've been down here for a few days just a little like post covid vacation slash jeff and leslie just got engaged what a month ago a few weeks ago yeah i guess a month ago Oh my god, she is blushing. She's such a blushing bride. Yeah, which means we also have a bottle of champagne in front of us to celebrate that. Mikey insisted it was champagne from the champagne region of French. Oh, French? French. Also, yeah. The yeah, open that's bottles because we like you. The it be, it's because we like you guys. <laughs> you forget that we like you. Almost. Well, can you? Do you want to open the bear cub? Yeah, I guess we. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll take oh. a hit of that. Um, okay, so anyway, it um, so it timed out. Um, Jeff is a, a film guy. Leslie is too, also to a less extent. There. <laughs> Leslie's a film guy. Leslie's a film guy to a lesser extent. More of a book guy, I would say about Leslie. Oh, thank you. This is gonna go really well. <laughs> um, but Jeff, uh, and so Wild at Heart was coming up. We were coming down here. We thought it would be very fun to record this together. We just finished watching it. Uh, Leslie fell asleep thrice. No. <laughs> she was awake for the good stuff. She was awake for a lot of the good stuff. Um, uh, there, there's there's audio cues that force you awake for yes. some of that. Yeah. <laughs> also, quote, I would quote, grab unquote, her arm really stuff. hard. <laughs> um, yesterday, Mikey, Leslie, and I uh, watched both Wicker Mans back to back. So, <laughs> Wicker's Man. So we. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So we really like had our Nicolas Cage meter yeah, we're ready set. To go. You're ready That's to true. go. And so this was my first time seeing it Wild at Heart. Oh, also, 
all of our voices, specifically oh, mine yeah. right now, are garbage. Yeah, because we're, we got some fried uh, vocal cords. Two nights sure. ago, we went karaoke. And, and just there's been constant yelling for three straight days. A lot of screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I've never seen it. Leslie has never seen it. Um, Mikey has, obviously. Yeah, this is probably uh, not much, but probably a third time. And Jeff, you said you saw it in... This is my first full viewing, but maybe third, like, partial viewing. <laughs> okay. Like, a lot I'm, of guys in film school are like, maybe? this is what we're going to sit around and watch tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it would, like, be on in the background, and then it would turn into just not <laughs> watching it, and then the things that are crazy that happen, we're like, what? Snap and focus. And back to doing other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other, like, lovely reason that we have Jeff and Leslie on is because Jeff has worked with Nicholas, Sir Nicholas Cage, I this think. This is true. In tr- in. So, um, hopefully he'll... We've heard some fucking whack stories, and I'm not sure how much he wants to put on Mike. <laughs> um, she signed an NDA. Yeah, under, well, let's, how, let's, how long does let's my NDA say, last on the movie? Let's say an unnamed charismatic actor, and, yes. and we won't say who it is, so that way you don't get in trouble. No one will know who we're talking about. Yes. Oh, he's very charismatic. Uh, absolutely. No, okay. <laughs> I, I will. I do, I do want to disclose. I don't like Nicholas. K- I enjoy watching him sometimes, but like, if anyone tries to like make me take him seriously as an actor, I like am gonna side eye all. I think he's a goober we'll, of we'll, the highest order. We'll watch Leaving Las Vegas at some point. I, I genuinely want to hear what your take is on that. All right, it's gonna be bad. It's one of his most <laughs> subdued yet. Excellent performances, but yeah. Um, so, Jed, do you want to give us a little, or do, yeah, what tell, do you feel tell like us, tell us I, what Jess's description of film guy yes. means, and I, what you do oh, in the industry, how you came to work with Nicolas Cage, and if you want to drop a story. And sure. Full disclosure: I edit this, so if there's anything you say that you want to later like take out, that is yeah. literally no problem. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't feel like I'm going to give the best uh, stories at the moment, but I'm I'm an assistant camera, first assistant camera. Um, I've been doing it for like 10 years, I guess, in Kentucky, and we got some film credits in 2015, which brought some features in town, mm-hmm. and uh, one of those starred Nicolas Cage, uh, called Mom and Dad. It's excellent, by the way. It's really yeah, good. It's yeah, I, I recommend, it's the, the one of the guys who directed Crank. Yes. So it's just as wild. Um, yeah. Um, and so I'm like... I'm in the camera department. I basically manipulate the lens to keep people in focus. So I'm right next to the camera as Nicolas Cage is, you know, like... Five, or anyone. Or the, the unnamed charismatic <laughs> actor. He, he, works, he wor- solely works focus for the, Nick Cage. Yeah. He's Nick Cage's focus guy. It's exhausting. The ex Coppola. He moves so much. <laughs> as the ex Coppola dances around. Uh, but honestly, whenever people ask, whenever they find out that I've worked with him... It's always, oh my God, what was he like? And my answer, one hundred percent of the time, is he might be the most professional actor I've ever worked with. Yeah, like hard stop. <laughs> and when you say professional, is that like on time, knows his lines, is courteous? Like, what makes somebody an especially professional actor? Yes. Like, is uh, it the stuff on screen or is it the stuff off screen? Well, I, I honestly can't speak a lot to like him off screen because he would kind of come in just like deliver you know i think that he understands his brand maybe more than most actors do and i feel like a lot a of people brand. are yeah. playing their role and the role uh nicholas cage really dictates 
I think more than most actors do <laughs> what their role is uh, ex Coppola um, and so uh, yeah like I don't know by profession I think I mean he hits his marks which as a focus puller is very important mm. and it's he has just a full awareness of like um, between different takes reining in the parts that make it crazy so like like there's a scene Wait, in well, let, me, let me just stop you for yes. a quick second you did just say just raining, in. raining yes. in the parts that make it crazy yes nice where like the first take is usually what the director wants okay uh but the director doesn't know that's what they want so it's it's like the the first take is always like the theoretical take of sure. like perfect worlds align this is going to be the one but as the take is playing out, you realize what's not working, you realize what is working, and you manipulate the second take to make yeah. up for what you lost on the first. Um, in Probably not in like bigger budget movies, but in the indie world, that's how it works. We don't get a ton of rehearsals. Yeah. So Nicholas Kitt, uh, unnamed ex Coppola, <laughs> um, he would like there's hundreds and thousands of non copolas <laughs> floating around yeah, yeah, so yeah. it does not narrow the field it's very yeah. subtle uh he would he would do the first take and it would be what's on the page crazy yes hmm. and then he and the director would talk and come back and the second take would be when it was wild doing like nicholas cage stuff so he understands <laughs> like oh i wasn't hitting I wasn't hitting the me in this one, and yeah. so I'm gonna do more mean this next one. And he would ask us for advice and how to be then, more crazy. Then, if you watch something like Wild at Heart, do you think this is mostly his wild takes or his reined in be. takes? It's gotta be his wild takes, right? Like, or is it just a, a good mix? I wonder what. It, do you think that there's a movie where all of a sudden he discovered like, oh man, I'm really good when I'm going for it. When I'm like, Ooh. when I do a front flip out of a car and then start kick dancing in the <laughs> desert, yeah. that's when I'm at my peak. Like, do you think that it happened in this movie? Because I feel like he is going for it in a way that he. In this, yeah. this part of this is a little bit like. Even raising Arizona, he kind of plays yeah. doof oh, absolutely. doofusy at the front and then gets wild. Yeah, and at then, heart. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then people responded to it. So I, because when did it click? When did I don't? That's click, a good you know? question. It's got to be right around this era. It has to be because this is what 1990, I think. 1990. And. By the end of the '90s, he's already got like face off under his belt and and things yeah. like that, which is peak Maybe, craziness. Yeah, but do you think that he gets those movies if he doesn't do Wild at Heart? This performance, I don't think so. Like, because yeah, this is a departure this is a from point into like Raising Arizona, Valley Girl, Vampires Kiss, like the the doofy idiot yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Was that what he started as? Pretty Is it like much. a Keanu Reeves type thing of like yeah a little bit yeah, yeah that's a good, and then that's took a, a hard right yeah. turn into Valley like Girl Valley Girl that's I feel a great like he was like kind of like heartthrobby in Valley Girl really what yeah it was like a like a teen romance movie oh okay but, but the movie itself and I thought he was so cute in Valley Girl he's Before cute he fixed his yeah teeth. and he's yeah he didn't hand fix his teeth he's cute in that for sure but it's also like the movie and the context of the movie is very just silly and fun yeah, and he's and, like a very sweet yeah. character in that movie it's interesting yeah it might be I never connected that but this you're yeah. right might be the moment where he's like yeah. oh 
Some, because Lynch is famous for telling people, go bigger, go bigger, go yeah. bigger. Right, right. And people being like, I don't understand. That's too much. You're, and don't understand. And if he continued to say, go bigger, go bigger, go bigger to Nick Cage, and he's like, oh, I can fucking go bigger. Yeah. You see the snakeskin jacket? Actually, I'm going that's bigger. a that's really gotta be good it. Which is day. why I'm surprised he hasn't fallen into... The Lynchian like, li- yeah, the Lynch, you know, the Laura Dern's come back, the Kyle MacLachlan's yeah. come back, mm-hmm. and then they have wine. Try Kyle MacLachlan's wine; it's delicious. <laughs> um, but these, all these, you know, Jack Nance is in a bunch of things. Like yeah. all these characters who come in, and Harry Dean Stanton is in yeah. several things. Why doesn't Nick Cage come back? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know the answer to Do that. Do you ever talk about? No, David Lynch? no, not at all. Actually. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he, maybe this was, his, I, I, not knowing his career that well, I could see this easily as being, like, a transitional movie from, like, okay, I'm going to try to find the, like, sort of handsome, goobery guy into, I can be a lead if I am willing to, like, David Lynch kind of opened the door of, like, hey, you can go big and be weird with it, and he's like, oh, this is very fun. Yeah. Like it, I it bet wet, it wet his taste buds or whatever. Yeah, I bet yeah. like doing that front handspring out of the car. He was like, "This is what making movies could be." I'm gonna <laughs> steal the fucking Declaration of Independence. Yeah, he absolutely almost kicked Laura Dern in the face. Oh, at the, the, right at the end, it's, he does it, a like, roundhouse right before they yeah. hug. The, it, he almost catches her. She like yeah. She noticeably Do you see like her start? jerks back. It, it could be a little bit forced perspective. Oh, I bet it but, is. But but yeah, it's it. I mean, he's his, kicking. His with, height, though, every time is yeah. Laura Dern's face height. He's <laughs> kicking with no inhibitions. Yeah. No. no. I do. Oh, boy. I want to get back to that because that. We'll get to that scene in a minute. Yeah, but Laura yeah. Dern's performance. Laura Dern's, like, physicality when she was saying oh, that she so... wanted to. Wanted. Um, what's it called? Uh, music on the radio. And it was so, like, a silhouette that she was painting yes. of, like. Absolutely. It was yeah. so everything. Strange. Everything is incredibly picturesque. Yeah. All right, so um, should we kick in? Yeah, we'll jump in. Before we jump in, there's one thing I just wanted to to give a shout-out to. Um, In the Twin Peaks community, there's many, many Twin Peaks podcasts, but Twin Peaks Unwrapped uh, ran for about six years. They got to episode 253, which for those in season three, it's the number of completion. So that makes sense. But they just closed up shop. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Ben and Brian of Twin Peaks Unwrapped from Cooper Duper. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. You, you've been a, a linchpin. Here's to you Respect. guys. Yeah. We're, we've got champagne. We're drinking here's, champagne. Wait, everybody go. Ding. Here's to Ben are, and Brian. Are these, I'm sorry, are these branded Dixie Cups or off-brand Dixie Cups? Off brand, <laughs> Sorry, guys, you don't deserve real Dixie. They're Kroger. <laughs> They're yeah. Kroger. But it brand. is real champagne, so yes. yeah, yeah, it's a trade off. They're it's, the kind of. It's the duality thing. There's oh. the, the high and the low. They're the kind know. of paper cup that doesn't yeah. seem to be made for liquid. Right. Yeah, it I'm, it feels like it's going like to I, I feel like I'm touching the liquid in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels yeah. like there's. it's like a membrane. It's like, maybe. no, thank you. Drink this quick. All right. Oh, sorry. I was going to I was oh, going to wax sorry. more about this cup. Get it? Oh, yeah. it's a waxy wah. cup. Oh, Excuse yeah. you, Michael. You wah, don't get to make wah. that call. <laughs> that was like a question. <laughs> yeah. Lovers, okay. whoop, Lovers, Lula and Sailor are separated after he is jailed for killing a man who attacked him with a knife. 
the assailant Bobby Ray Lemon was hired by Lula's mother, Marietta Fortune. So, boy, this movie starts off, as the kids say these days, Bang. in media res. Comes in hot. Comes, Comes in, in hot. hot. Yeah. And I, so we talked about, we recently watched Blue Velvet. Mm. You, you guys did? Seen it? We did. Yeah, we did. I've never seen it. You've never seen it's it? been a second, but big fan. Yeah. Um, and the thing, I, I was like lukewarm on Blue Velvet, but there's a scene right at the end where a man's been shot in the head and he's just sort of teetering there. That's such a great and shot. And it's so fucking eerie. But the other thing about it is like the the special effects makeup, like where the bullet wound is, is really like understated and horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt the same with this when he was just like full on murdering this man. Yeah. Yeah. Which it is was why, like, it's an interesting point because it's, it's, he is in the right in the sense that he was attacked with a knife and he's defending himself, but then goes way beyond what oh, he yeah. needed he to like do. Like, the him. guy's incapacitated and he's slamming his head against a concrete floor or whatever. Yeah, that was which yeah. is Horrible. Which is why you end up with manslaughter charges, but a two-year prison he, term he's, is... He's pointing at people. He's like, your neck... I mean, <laughs> that point, that though, is so cool. He, he's, a, he's an animal unleashed. And yeah, <laughs> so he, yeah, and he's pointing at, at Lord Ern's mother, both in the movie and in real life. That's Diane Ladd. <gasps> Oscar-nominated for halfway. this role. What... Diane Ladd was Oscar nominated for this role. She acted so hard. I did not. That's she I had no idea. Acted. She fingernail acted. Which of she course is another Wizard of Oz reference. That's she's true. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, 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 ev- yeah. This this movie. I don't remember where I heard this. If it was somebody's um, description or like study of this, or if it was something that Lynch said directly. Um, but they referred to the movie as let me how, see how I had it written here. But it was a like a Wizard of Oz journey into the mind. So it's like Oz being the destination or whatever, but it's a journey into the mind, which is oh interesting. Where where all the why and where all the Wizard of Oz references come in is that it's instead of searching for Oz, you're searching for your own inner yeah. thoughts oh, and dream logic and world. I and felt like in, there was like an adulthood thing to it. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, sure. absolutely. Kind of it's it's it, like a strange coming of age. Yeah. yeah. So what I am curious as we go through this, um, because I obviously there was it's a pastiche to to Wizard of Oz, and I don't only know that because Mikey mentioned it before the movie. He was it was literally that scene with the crystal ball and a hand. Yeah, over I don't it. know if we would have caught that otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, my love. I I should have counted. <laughs> I I thought about yeah. doing that at one point and I forgot, but there's got to be at least. 15 direct references and then some that are a little more obscure. That's actually what I wanted to bring up is that there are some that are like so on the nose. It's like he's like with the red red shoes. I was like guys, guys. Even that is even that is like slightly less direct because is as opposed to being like, oh, oh we are on the Which, yellow brick road, or yeah. like Dorothy's dog Toto. I You're picturing are, Toto. Like, I actually, oh, yeah. I really loved the slipper because it's yeah. like high heel pumps with like, <laughs> you know, they're like matte finish and instead or, of ruby or, slippers. Yeah. Or after like nothing like innocent about After them the whatsoever. mom is like vomiting and they like, like, like tilt down and you see that her shoe has yeah. like the curled toes. Yeah, oh, like yeah, the, yeah. Like yeah. the Wicked Witch. Like it's. Like it's to the point where it's it's almost like you're like okay, we picked up on your Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay, we get it. 
oh, it's kind of cool. Like, like yeah. it, it yeah. goes beyond being yeah. too much that it becomes like okay worthwhile. Sure. Yeah, right. I like it again. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was I got the very overt references when they say the words like it's not the Emerald City or whatever. Um, what I am curious about are it is whether or not there were like more subtle themes that I missed because of the overt themes. So like, yeah. was there? It's and I'm not asking you guys right now, but like as we go through, is there a Tin Man? Is there a Scarecrow? Is there a flying monkey? Is there the apples that throw trees that throw apples at people? You know, I, I'm curious I, now, like if there are actual subtle references that are paired with the very overt yeah. references because I, I didn't pick them up. I don't think there's a direct one-for-one one, like character or, oh, there's a courage story. There's a heart story. Right. There's, I don't think there's necessarily a one-for-one. One. I'm sure you could make a case for it. I think it's just the idea that the movie is linear in the sense that Sailor and Lula are start here and they're going here. And they're it's a road story. They're driving along the quote unquote yellow brick road yeah the yellow lines are and yeah. at each stop they meet a new they meet a new story oh, oh it's a series of vignettes yeah, yeah and it's like oh here's where we meet the tree throwing apples here's where like, we meet the tin man but the yeah. tin man is yeah. you know a woman broken you know in a car accident on the side sure. of the road like you just keep meeting new stories yeah okay. so I think that's the comparison but that's the stories fair. aren't directly Sure. You know, referencing Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that's that's totally fair. Um, okay, so let's, I guess, keep going. Um, so Sailor is released, and they do the two years, five months, however many yeah, days later. Yeah, days or something, I think. Um, uh, Sailor's released. Lula picks him up outside the prison. Um, she hands him his a signature snakeskin jacket. Um what do you think that represents? His individuality. Uh, they should have made that more clear. I yeah. couldn't pick. That was I, hard to pick up on. So was, you guys had sarcasm. One of, one of the only things that I do, like inside trivia or whatever, that I know about this movie is that that is Nicolas Cage's jacket. Oh, yeah. that's I, I read that as well. That is not surprising. And yeah. he asked if he could wear it. Yeah, it was like he was like, I have this idea, and I bet. Did I, he ask for it? Because he sees it as a symbol. Of I, his wonder, I wonder. I wonder sure. if he asked sure he for does. it to be a part of it, and then he was like, "Well, because it represents my individual." And, mm -hmm. and so then David Lynch was like, "I'm going to make you say that over and over." That's, <laughs> that's the consequence of you using. I was this waiting jacket. for. I was waiting. It's for like the rules I love of, it. Let's do it. Yeah. I was waiting for the rule of threes to kick in. I was very annoyed yeah. that he only said it twice. It was I very agree. unresolved for me. The third one was implied. Here, well, no, honestly, <laughs> the here, third one here, was the friends we met along the here's way. Here's what it is. It it's, it's he says it once. The thing is, he doesn't actually have any individuality or freedom. Correct. He's, He's incarcerated. Yeah. yeah. But the third time when he would have said it is when the guys jump him, and instead of saying it, they take his shit and whatever, and he goes off and it's not about care. that anymore. Yeah. And realizes now I do have freedom because I found love. Okay. And I think that's honestly instead of it being the third. Okay. Branches and, out. And that. now he has a broken nose to make him more of an individual. Jesus, and it's, that nose at the end yeah, that, was rough shit. That was a, that was a, a rough makeup job. Um, <laughs> Play-Doh. Yeah. I, 
Oh, and I would want to I bet on it. film, like in a theater, yeah, not digitally probably. restored. Yeah. And it looked oh, great. Yeah. Th- this was an interesting <laughs> no restoration, to too. Makeup people. Um, <laughs> this was an interesting. There was some, some of it looked really, really good, and yes. some of yeah. it was not. I was constantly referring my phone, like, is there any information about what lenses this was on? Like, oh, is that what you were looking at? Yeah. Like, first of all, like, who is that person? Why do I know them? Oh. And then, yeah. like, what filtration are they using in front of the lens? I was just doing nerd shit. But, but like, for exa- give me an example of, like, they were, when you looked that up and, and what you were looking for. So there were a lot of, uh, like, in-frame practical lighting. Okay. And like, uh, when, they pull, when he pulls into the hotel at night, they obviously have a like a four point star filter on because everything has like a okay you know, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the light the head out the that head is the like headlight isn't a round blur it's a it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's so it's a direct like either a netted lens or they have like a four point star filter and so I was just like trying to find out like the fuck who who shot this what right. lenses did they use it looks beautiful but then like a scene later it's all blown out to hell and looks like shit and there's <laughs> there's there's one shot that stuck out to me where it's the lula and sailor sitting on the edge of the bed and they're beautiful and crisp and sharp yes. and then like the there's two like chandelier lamps mm-hmm. sort of like little candlelight lamps that are like not just out of focus because of blur but like they don't they don't yeah. look sharp in any sense like it's like it it's like they burned out on the film and they yeah. couldn't, they couldn't restore like that light that's missing. It's interesting. It's okay. In, like the upper. But did yeah. you find any information on that? No, or no? Uh, just Panavision lenses. That's all. That's all huh. I could find. Which, yeah, they have magicians that make their lenses. So. And I w- I wonder if that's part of like, if he doesn't like because I know he's a strong proponent of digital, and loves moving and that's you know the lenses are more or less the same yeah but i wonder if a little bit like when you talk about film burnout if all of that stuff is he looks at a restoration like this because this is one of the and he just like doesn't give a shit this is from shout fact we so we watched this on blu-ray um the shout factory release and it's one of his few movies that's available first of all on blu-ray and that's not on criterion with directors like approval crazy so I'm curious know? if he is doesn't like the like there is there wasn't a good enough print for him to approve, and they just went off and did it on their own. Yeah, curious. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. I didn't find any. I didn't find much uh, in my yeah. quick thirty second searches. So. <laughs> <laughs> nerd shit sidebar. Like, Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Um, also, uh, speaking of nerd shit, I was on IMDb as well, looking for. Um, you know, just the regular trivia that they have. And apparently, before filming started, Laura Dern and Nick Cage went on a road trip to Vegas together. Huh. Oh. And were, like, basically, they wanted to play uh, Lula and Sailor as, like, one character with two people. Which wow. I think is code for they fucked, right? <laughs> Probably. I hope so. Could you I imagine mean, just being at a bar one night in 1989 and, like, those two come in hot? They probably did. Uh, and then, like, you're just like, that was fucking weird. And then the next year, you see them on the screen. Like, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I would love that, actually. Yeah. Um, also, just really quick sidebar, Leslie, uh, when she was wearing those red high heels and that horrible scene, mm-hmm. did she walk a little bit like a baby deer to, for you, too? Yeah. Never quite straightened those legs, did she? She's just kind of a gangly She's person. all limbs. Yeah. 
She like, and she was kind of like in that scene, like slouched too. Yeah, so yeah, she was walking she's, like yeah. a she's new every baby deer. Yeah, it was yeah. very funny. Oh. There's a lot of crazy camera shit going on there, like super super wide lens put like a little bit above so that like the room doesn't look natural and it's extremely flat lighting like it's I mean so all of it was so weird. okay we're good. okay I'm yeah. sorry that was my fault sorry. I set us on the wrong path I take responsibility that scene is horrible but fascinating that I almost asked if we could skip talking about that scene because yeah. I found I'm it I'm done with it okay. <laughs> yeah, I, found... I, I don't even know what scene we're talking about it's fucking exactly. horrifying the one with her and Willem Dafoe oh we're jumping at oh yeah 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 absolutely horrifying yeah I that scene genuinely... and there's nothing on the walls and nothing yeah 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 I'm not even the outside is the same color as the inside yes. fucked up uh, I'm not yeah, being yeah, yeah. dramatic when I almost like while that was happening I almost just shut up and said like I'm... call me when it's done no not even that I'm actually not going to talk about this movie yeah. I was like genuinely quite upset yeah. by it to the point that I was like, I don't have anything else to say that, so who, that was in the same movie. Who's a more yes. terrifying villain, Bobby Peru or Frank Booth? Or who? Oh, oh, Frank oh, Booth oh, from yeah, yeah. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet yeah. what, who is he? Who? Uh, it's Dennis, Blue, Dennis Hopper Dennis and Blue Hopper. Velvet. Oh, okay. They're different. Um, um, this... This man is scarier to me okay. because he, uh, the way that he treated her is the thing that I fear most in men, which is I am nothing but a little plaything for you. I'm a prop for you to use. Yeah. And so you're going to stir me up. You're going to confuse me. I, I also was not crazy about the direction of like that she seemed to be getting into it, whether or not like that made me deeply oh, I don't think, angry I know, and uncomfortable. Leslie, can I gut oh, check on I, that? No, I felt that too. Where they okay. were trying, I felt like they were filming it in an ambiguous way. Of like, I thought so too, and well, I wasn't happy I th- about I it. I thought but, she was, um, it felt to me like she was doing that for him in the hopes that he would No, ew, That's gross. Vibe I we're getting anyway. into gross territory. Yeah. But, uh, but that he would do all of that to her and then like, like a light switch like alright catch you later sweetheart like just the way he was like alright bye and treating her and like we use objectify as a you know thing that we do to women and it has lost context but truly and yeah. and really he was treating her like an object that was there and like that was what I found so troubling because mm-hmm. that is the yeah. fear of women in public around men is mm-hmm. they see you and they're bored so they're gonna fuck with you because yeah. Why not? It's like no big deal. Because they have a right to your time and space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Um, so when, Sailor's... We get th- when we get there in the summary, we can bounce over it because I think we just discussed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sailor was released. Lula picks him up outside prison where she uh, hands him his snakes and jacket. They go to hotel. She reserved her room. They they make love, this says, which genuinely I think make sure love do. is the most upsetting yeah. term for it. I, I, I think these are really, really well-crafted sex scenes, though. They're, yes. they're They're passionate in a way that's not like, like, it's it's raw and like, they're, it, they're not making love. They're fucking. They're, clear, they're yeah. fucking, but it's not pornographic. Yeah, it, and could be. It's there's there's it. They're fucking, but also in love. They're all done in like tableau as well. Yeah, where it's yeah. so like it reminds me of like photography almost, where it's like they wanted a frame and they like they went into like fucking based on like 
and then you fall down into the bed and you're both on opposite sides. But like, I you actually know, loved that that's shot. That shot the way, is like, incredible. The best, thing, the best thing about it too is that you get the entire, almost the entire conversation and then that shot. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not yes. the establishing shot and then they go shot, reverse shot, close up. And all of it's, those, all of those like really like tight, like macro shots of like, instead of being like, the, the cliche of like the train entering the tunnel or whatever yeah, in right, like right. a Hitchcock movie. It's like, uh, match strike, match strike, cigarette. Yeah. Now we're talking. You yeah. know, yeah, it's yeah. like it, fucking like the way that they crafted all of that mm-hmm. at the beginning was so cool. It just yeah. was like cool. You know cool. what? Do you think that was, and, and maybe this is naive me and my understanding of, of film, but that kind of felt like the precursor to the thing from um, Requiem for a Dream. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Is 100%. that 100%. Okay. I no like I, I thought that. I feel like this wasn't the first movie to do that. No, 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 no. That's why but, I like kind of backed off yeah. from it. But it's initially. hard to do, and they did it really well. At yeah. This. I yeah. I saw a take that I liked of fire being representative of transformation, and like every time you see fire, it's a moment of transformation in their life. So mm-hmm. like their lovemaking is. A moment of transport. Her what father dying movie? is a moment yeah, of transport yeah, yeah, yeah. transformation. Oh, her father's brother. Bur- yeah. Well, or did he, he did. He, it's oh, he revealed did. later that he didn't. Yeah. But, yeah. but that was okay. that's how what she was told. Yeah. Um. But but like the way in that scene that they gloss over the fact that she was like raped by an uncle at thirteen. Yeah. And she's just like, oh yeah, quick oh yeah, and I never told my mom about that, huh? But then her mom comes in the room. Yeah. 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 It's wild. But like, but shows you how much she's like, like shut off. Like, yeah. Has blocked it out of her own memory. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Can't even remember that. Really. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. That was a rough one too. A lot of rough shit against women in this movie. And this is why you get these stories about like, is David Lynch a misogynist? Is they like. I don't think David Lynch is a misogynist, and but based on like this movie, I think he is more interested in using women to help support the stories of men than he is of telling women's stories. Even though this movie, the women are way more interesting, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I but I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that that's the case for this movie. Okay. And yeah, who's the protagonist in this movie then? That I, I honestly think it I have, is. I had a I had a hard time going back and forth between whether it was Laura Dern or Nicolas Cage's story. That's and I, I think that's the approach that they were talking about is that it's a Sailor Lula story. Gotcha, gotcha. They're, gotcha. they're equal okay. protagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and by that by that I don't mean necessarily that um, that having a female lead doesn't negate a movie from like having like most of the other supporting character like how many character or how many scenes did we have that it was Laura Dorn and five men right you know sure. and, and so and so it's not okay yes of course he had a, a female lead and it's Laura Dorn and she's a genius and she can do no wrong but like when they meet all these different people the vast majority of them are are, are men yeah yeah totally yeah, uh, yeah. alright um, so they uh, so they go see the speed metal band Power Mad yeah, which links is that a real band yeah, I don't, yeah it must be I've, I'm not familiar. Uh, an American it, speed metal band, Minneapolis, 1984. They're older than me. Oh, Minneapolis band, right on. Yeah, nice. nice. Uh, they weren't bad. No, they were great. Like and it's the, yeah. they can do both speed metal and Elvis. Is you know that's some yeah. great, mm-hmm. that's some real range. Good job, guys. Uh, so Sailor gets in a fight with a man, a man who 
flirts with Lula, which I... He speed dances on her. <laughs> speed dance. Oh, boy. <laughs> speed metal dance. <laughs> he, he grind chords to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, then he leads the band in a rendition of the Elvis Presley song, Love Me. Later. Oh, what a weird scene. It's... It's again. It's this is where like those moments of David Lynch's dream logic come into play. Where this is I, this is actually mm. happening in the reality of this film. It's not like a dream sequence, but it's the whole it's, movie is kind of a dream, dream logic. Yeah, yeah, the whole but yeah, not yeah. like a oh well, this is this person went to sleep and this is what they were dreaming right. about. It's not that literal. Yeah. It's just the whole idea is just this is what I'd want to do in that situation is prove my love and what better way to do that but serenade her yeah. Yeah. in front and of like, everybody. And, and, the, it's, and the dichotomy between speed metal and Alice yeah. was super fun like, and weird. A hacky director would have had like a moment where it's like, and it goes back to like the reality of like, right, yeah. right, you know, right, exactly. they're listening to speed metal and he's just like looking at her, but he allows yeah. it to be an actual scene, you know? Yeah, I yeah. agreed. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a, great touch that absolutely somebody else would have done that and yeah. I don't think it would have worked as well. No, not at all. Yeah, It would have been like a funny bit or something but would have taken away from the reality <laughs> of the film. Ooh, yeah. Sorry. Just Leslie and I touching feet under the table. Ooh, um, so they go back in the hotel room. They make love again. Sure do. Or should I say make whoopee? Which would make you guys more or oh. less comfortable? Days fucking. Yeah. No. <laughs> Days <terrible>. whoopee-ing. <laughs> They just fuck whooping. Um, oh so they fuck again. <laughs> yeah, and then they decide to run away to California, breaking sailors' parole. Hey, can we talk about Laura Turn's accent for just for a quick second? Because boy, oh boy. I don't know if I ever got a good grasp on it. It was... Strong Texas? That's like, what... I, I got Texas. Like, I feel like y'all would be better at identifying brands of Southern accents. It was almost like... Uh, yeah. Strong Texas with old gum. It's like a Louisiana no. via Texas. She Louisiana does the thing fast. At first, where she's very I, flabbergasted it, it by everything. It felt a little like not foghorn leghorn, but just generic southern. Oh, yeah. For sure. Do you think? Do you think she? And I wonder if this is a choice or just coincidence. But I, she kind of, as the movie goes on, adopts his accent. Hmm. I did not notice that. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I didn't notice this until you brought it up now in hindsight. But she does have kind of generic Southern, and then I think she kind of sounds like him by the end. I wonder I if that's like... what they're trying to show that she's like. I don't know because she's kind of like an older, more of an adult person at the end. Yeah. Yeah. A younger, like under the grasp of her mom. Yeah. Right under know. them. Diane yeah. Ladd's accent was so thick that it made yeah. everybody else's accent seem normal. Diane Ladd acted so hard. I've never oh seen somebody God. do more acting. Yeah. Great um, stool work. <laughs> or like an ottoman. Great mm. lipstick work, too. Oh, oh yeah. And fingernails and wigs. Uh, yeah. The Way to use wig. Just Oscar use nominated. All, yeah, all your space. Oscar, yeah. Oscar nominated. Use all five senses. Who, who, do you Wigs. know who won that year? Fingernails. Uh, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, Lipstick. I'm curious, who she, I'm curious who she lost to. Um, I didn't know this movie. So this movie was like popular at the time. No. Okay. I don't think it's so. It's well liked though. It's well like, regarded. It's well, well regarded, well liked, but I don't think it was, it wasn't like a household like, oh, everyone saw what. Because I don't think this is. This is one of David Lynch's most accessible films, yeah. but still for most people, it's not very accessible. You yeah. know what I just thought, Leslie? This movie is 
probably Jess from Gilmore Girls' favorite romance movie. For sure. Right? He probably threw a reference down. Oh, I bet. I bet. And was she considered supporting probably or actually supporting? Like, supporting yeah. Oh, our sailor and... <laughs> this is, oh, yeah. This is the part I one sailor like, coming up This is the part Jess talked about yesterday where she's like, I want to have a moment on Mike where it turns into how our conversations get when, when the four of us get together, which is just Jess and Leslie having a side yeah, conversation and yeah. me and Je- Jeff having another side conversation. Uh, and you guys are hearing it live. Whoopi Goldberg beat Diane Ladd for Ooh, Ghost. Ghost. Oh, yeah. you know what? I feel good about so that. So is that supporting? Yeah. I feel that's supporting. supporting. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Molly, you in that's danger, the, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, Orla- it's Honestly, it's Autumn Sunrise. Good Orlando, year. do you like it? Okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Um, so they fuck again. They decide to run to California. Um, Marietta arranges for private detective Johnny Farragut, her on and off again boyfriend. And this is Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. It's Harry Dean Stanton to find it's them and It's probably easier to refer to most of these people by their actor names. That's yeah. adorable that you think I'll be able to connect those things. Harry, I'm gonna yeah. read, Harry Dean Stanton. Because, I know. I know who he okay. is, but I'm not going to connect that to Johnny Farragut. He's a Kentucky fucking Farragut. legend. Yeah. I mean, so he's I'm a just, Hollywood legend. How about I just read the words that are in front of me and everyone else can do a little more fucking work for once. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're punching it up. Yeah, punch it up. Punch it up. If we're not allowed to punch up Harry Dean Stanton, I don't want to live in this life. I, yeah, P- Harry Dean Stanton doesn't need punching up. He's yeah. top tier already. So she wants... She's, this says he, she wants him to find them and bring them back. But unbeknownst to Farragut, Mary, oh, okay, Marietta also hires gangster... Uh, is it Marcello? Marcello. Marcello. I think Marcello. it was Marcello. Marcello Santos. They, they just refer to him as Santos. As Santos. Okay, to Santos. Sorry, just my friend Santos from Chicago. Um, Santos to bring them, to track them and kill Sailor. Sent his minions capture and kill Farragut, sending Marietta into a guilt-fueled psychosis. Okay, I kind of... Oh, that's what triggered her. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's when she called I, I, Harry Dean Stanton and was like, "I got to tell you something, but I can't tell you over the phone." Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And he was like, and then he got all worried because he's in love with her, Diane Ladd, right? And is like, "Okay, well, let's." And they meet up, and he can be like, "What's going on?" Because I love you, and he's gotcha. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now we have, we've got our main couple. We have. Or Wicked Witch of the West, and then she's sending her various flying monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. How do you like that there for a uh, Wizard of Oz pastiche? What is the Wizard of Oz? You keep talking yeah, about I've, this. Yeah, I've been trying to think who would the wizard be. Who the wizard? Oh, oh, I was just oh, making a bad... Bit, I've never heard of the Wizard of Oz joke. But oh, I was doing a fun I was bit. like, who's the wizard? Who but for real, wizard? who is the wizard? Um, let's all find uh, out together. I mean, there's Cage. <laughs> Not even his character, just him. Nicholas Cage is a wizard. Um, okay. All right. That is the end of the first paragraph of this summary. Unaware of all the events happening back in North Carolina, Lula and Sailor continue on their way. Oh, yeah, first of all, can we talk about the very first moment yes. of this movie when it starts in Cape Fear and Leslie and I are like, whoops. Like, we genuinely thought Mikey had put in the wrong movie. We're like, uh-oh. I, mean, I had already played the entire opening credit sequence where it... The, the part where it says the title, it goes, Wild at Heart. Like, yeah. boom, boom, we, boom. We went through the, the Blu-ray menu and <laughs> all everything. Of it, all of it. But, still, but I the saw Chiron Cape that comes up says like, Cape well. Fear. It's the wrong movie. Oh, shit. Oh, no, we done goofed. Somebody taped over this Blu-ray. 
I, somebody put the masking tape over the thing after I broke it off. So good. Oh, boy. 90s kids be like. Okay, um, so they continue on their way until they witness a bad omen. They come, uh, so the first they see, we're having a classic David Lynch drive along. God, I love how he shoots night. By the way, I just have to say, yeah. like, he lets things actually be really fucking dark. Yeah. Well, he, as opposed it's lit to... with the things that are there. Exactly, yeah. I, Every other night scene is always shot with, like, the moon is a fucking, like, sun. Genuinely, crazy... when Mikey explained to me day for night, it ruined 90% yeah. of night shoots. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're like, oh, he has a really strong shadow at <laughs> yeah. midnight. Yeah. Neat. It's a strong <laughs> moon. Very full moon. Man, I was um, watching Poldark, which is like a BBC movie, so, like, obviously they're not, like, big budget. Uh, and they did this whole scene of, like, bringing in a ship at night. It takes place in, like, 19th century, like 18th century um, Cornwall. And they're bringing it in, and there's literally, like, the sun reflecting off the waves, but it's still, like, dark blue shit, out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sure, that real bright moon. Night. Yeah, what an interesting, beautiful, clear night. Oh, what a night. <laughs> oh, I, there's famous, there's, I'm pretty sure I brought it up on this show before, but there was, there was a story that I love of filming for Firewalk with me, and Lynch is like, okay, cool, but I, and I, do you know, do you know who the DP was on Firewalk with me? I'm drawing a blank right now. Was it the same guy? It's not Freddie Elms. No, I'm Who not did sure. this. It's... I think it's Peter Deming. I think it's Peter oh, Deming. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Peter uh, Deming is a goddamn hero. I think it was Peter Deming. Right. He's, apparently, like, he's you know apparently one of the nicest people. Like, yeah. And, and all, that's all I respect is like a DP who's been around the block and is still yeah. super nice. Yeah. I, I I could be wrong. It might not be I him, think you're right. I but, think you're actually right. But, but go ahead and look it up. How about that? Yeah. Sure, anyway, sure. Let's go this during, during filming, they were filming a, a, a scene in the woods. And he was like, well, let's get a light up here. Let's get a light up here. And David was like, there are no lights there. Oh. That we're in the woods. Oh, love it. At night, there's no lights there. And he's like, well, but we need to be able to see, you know, I, I got to be able to expose this. And he's like, but we're out in the woods. There's no light there. I want light. They have flashlights. I want that to be the light. And he's like, I can't, I need to, I need to get, I need exposure. I, I need, this and he's is- like, he's like, yeah, but where's that light coming from? He goes, there's ambient music playing everywhere. Where's that coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. And it was like trying to explain. He's like, there, Angelo Battlementi isn't playing out in the woods, and you get your let that be in there. And Amazing. it's it Ron just Garcia? like a great. Oh, Ron, Ron Garcia. Garcia. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it was Peter Deming yet. Leslie was sure it was Ron Garcia. Garcia. She kept saying Ron Garcia, oh, and everyone was ignoring really? her. Really? Okay. Not certain though. Uh, yeah, it was it was a Ron Garcia because it, like, it doesn't sound like a Peter Deming thing, and I think Peter yeah. Deming is kind of too young. Might have been too young at the time yeah, of Firewalk maybe. with me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So let's talk about this scene um, with uh, uh, Audrey. Yeah. Sherilyn Fenn. Yeah. Sherilyn Fenn, thank you. So um, oh, another God, piece, that, yeah. another piece of trivia. It could be Audrey Horn. She never gets a name. We don't know. Could another be. piece of trivia I read was that he, um, David Lynch wrote the scene with her in mind, and he kept directing her to be, he wanted her to be a porcelain doll that was yeah. falling yes. apart. Yes. And I thought that was achieved so well, and... Oh, the moment she sticks her finger Girl, in the top of whoo, her head, she's like, me. something is so sticky. And you're like, your finger is like knuckle deep inside your awful. head. Awful. Leslie was movie? asleep in uh, this. Oh, you were asleep She was that? fully asleep. And I did try to wake her up. Not interested. <laughs> Not interested <laughs> a, in my bullshit. It's a, 
scary. It, you know, it, <laughs> it's treated as like kind of a vignette almost, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think that it is weirdly like a really important puzzle piece to the whole movie because yeah. violence is so violent throughout all of it and it's all people doing things to people whereas this is like a car wreck and they stumble upon people who are like very badly yeah. injured mm-hmm. and the violence is very real and they feel bad about it. It's the first time where they see there's like, empathy something Absolutely. terrible and they're like oh, yeah, they're like people. what yeah, do we do here? And they're, and they're trying they're to like, help. Baby she's Dying. Well, they they also like don't know how to help. Well, Other, but they but they try to get come with us. Yeah, yeah. Come with us. Like we'll get you to a hospital or whatever. But it, it, but. Like it kind of centers there because I think that's it was kind of real. Like I don't know what the fuck I would do if I happened upon a car wreck where there were yeah. people like dying in. Front and this of me. is pre cell phone and shit yeah. like that, so it's not like they could just like call hey, the cops. When did this or... movie take place? Did it take place in 1990 or did it take place in sort of a non? Great question. Thank you. I don't know. That's a Very good question good because job. it takes... Speed metal. I mean, the music. But, at the, but at, the, at the start of the film and at the end of the film, there's an eight-year gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's what a two-year, two-and-a-half-year jump and a five, five-and-a-half-year jump, whatever it is. What year did Wizard of Oz come out? 1934? Good what? question. 29? Wizard of Oz? 29, I think. I okay, so it takes place know. after 1929. <laughs> okay. Let's start with there. And takes before place before 2021. Okay, before, so before, before 2000. Yeah. So somewhere, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. we'll narrow it down. But um, I thought the violence in that scene was just 30, was, 39. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so embarrassing. But still, it's after. But you know what? That really narrows it down. Thank you, Michael. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's for making ten years we, that aren't in that consideration helps. anymore. Don't worry about it. They had cars. Um, oh, car. Okay, so after 1918. <laughs> no, I, I thought that that scene didn't exactly belong but also it like weirdly helps define things it like it's almost almost like a code of rules and it's almost an intermission it's almost an intermission for the front half of the story which is about them breaking away from their from her mother and everything and then this new story that's like we're about to hit some obstacles yeah 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 totally um yeah so i i love this scene a whole lot and I think this was the moment that I was like okay I'm on board for this movie like up until really? then yeah I was I like that I, yeah. I this you're hard to read sometimes with movies and the things you like and don't like and I would not have been at all surprised if this was one of those scenes where you're like what the fuck did this have to do with anything why are they showing me this I don't give a shit but it's not that I thought it like fit in or not, and then I didn't Jeff I'll admit I didn't like recognize it as some sort of like um, Rosetta Stone for the rest of the movie. Like crossing or, a threshold. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. And that makes sense in hindsight, but I think it was the most uh, compelling yeah. part of the movie at mm-hmm. the, up to that point because there it. I think, I don't know if this is an age thing or me just becoming like more of a like, hor- like horribly radical feminist or something like that, but I, I really lost a lot of patience for just violence for violence yes. sake. yeah. For sure. Um, and so I think the first hour, arguably, of this movie was just like, it's just a bunch of, sh- and this is how I feel, like, that we've talked, Mikey, we've now t- talked about this in terms of, like, Mad Men and things like that. It's like, wait, who am I cheering for? Like, nobody yeah. here is worth rooting for. Like, yeah. why am I just watching the story mm-hmm. of two people just sort of causing chaos and destruction wherever they go? And and so I think this sort of form of, like, humanized. Oh, Yeah. Um, not even because I don't know like obviously it's violent but it's not humorized horror in a way 
sort of brought me it's, back into like, okay, we're actually telling a real human story it, instead of just like a Bonnie and Clyde shoot him up. Yeah. yeah. It's there's also there's a there's a there's something in Sailor that is like a young man with lots of strong emotion that he doesn't know how to deal with. And so it manifests itself in not always the best of ways, you know, going like way murdering. Over, well, yeah, going way manslaughtering. <laughs> yes, not I did murdering. love that whole that scene. Was, uh, that was, I'm a yeah, manslaughterer. Made yeah. me laugh. Um, but but but, no but those guidance. things, yeah, those things like it's 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 almost like when a child is acting out, but it's not. They're not what they're acting out isn't accurate for what they're feeling. You know what I mean? They and just I think, need an outlet. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is what he's going through so far, and now this is raining. This is a moment that reigns him back in a little bit. Of the, I, I need to focus more on the take these high, strong emotions and shift them more to a positive place of love and respect and empathy and um, all this stuff. And it, and it brings him closer to Lula and shows that like he's not just a fucking monster. Yeah. It's like the thing that separates him from Willem Dafoe's character. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Willem Dafoe would never have done that. In Do this. you think this is the moment that Sailor fully understands the ramifications of of death? Possibly. Because it seems to me when he murders the, the Bobby Ray Lemon character, oh. it was very reflexive, I would say frenzied. I'd say he mm-hmm. kind of went like a little out of his mind. Yeah. And like, this is for you. He's yeah. It, it, yeah. F- it felt vengeant, vengeful and yeah. righteous. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's faced with... There's outright violence a, a young, and there's meaningless violence in the world. Yes, and just this woman is tottering, tottering around as she's dying, and we're you're watching her light go out in every possible way. Oh, I'm glad I missed this part. It was a strong bummer, less. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Wow. But also, beautiful. Like it's Sherilyn Fenn. It was. It's the, It's all. It it's, it it's all shot tragic. with the headlights of the upturned car. I think. I yes. Yeah. I, like. It does. I mean, they but they certainly make it look like it. Yeah. 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 If 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 they do have hidden lights somewhere, they do an incredible job of it, and they move around a lot, a lot too. A lot. So it's not yeah. like the whole thing happens in one setup, one but, wide shot or whatever. And they move, but they move around a lot, and they do all that, and it. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It's it's Less. so like spot focused on you need to be watching this. Everything else around them went dark. Doesn't matter. The yeah. world around them doesn't matter right now. You can't see that. All of that is dark. Like a black this, box theater. This almost. is what's important right yeah. now. Is this emotion of what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Let's and for, they all feel it. For your reference, and and genuinely, when we were having troubles with the disc, it, this isn't streaming anywhere. So, like, I yeah. think if people are listening to this, a lot of them either haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, you can, Less I mean, there's, yeah, there's DVD copies all over the so place. So, Leslie, you're my audience surrogate new... for this scene. Okay. And so it's, you know, what Audrey Horn looks like. Yeah. Um, she's dressed a lot like season one Monica from Friends. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, um, I don't know a seasonal Monica reference. I mean, like a high waist and like a structured top. Got it. With short like sleeves. just short of the belt line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she is walking around and like obviously bleeding out everywhere, and she is fully. There, and there's out. a man 
bleeding out on, from the there's two men dead from in yes. the car there, so she's the last one and so she's scene, walking and she's around and is disoriented and so she keeps saying like oh my god my purse is gone my card is in there my mom's gonna be so mad at me as yeah. she's like mortally yeah. wounded and then they're like and Laura Dern keeps saying like she's dying in front of our eyes or it's something yeah, similar yeah. to that which was like that's the other thing this is the second time in as many movies as David Lynch had somebody who was about to be dead and they're still standing up. And what oh, we, d- yeah, we collectively yeah. just watched something. Maybe it was just the no, three of us. We're talking about Blue Velvet. No, no, no. I, yes, oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. But we were watching something that somebody was actively dying, but they were still walking around and talking. And they're like, they're about to die. It was something we all watched together. It'll come, yeah, no. it'll come to me like an hour into this. Was it one of the Wicker Mans? Almost oh, certainly maybe. it was one of the Wicker yeah. Mans. Independence Day? I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was, was Independence it? Day. Oh, we were talking about when the, because, the first yes. lady is mysteriously uh, in a hospital bed, but we don't know why or how she dies. She's it's dying. It's not internal bleeding because she didn't die yet, but she's, she's dying, dying. But she's awake and conscious. Yeah. Conscious, and none of yeah, the doctors yeah. are attending her. They're just like, yeah, she's going to die. Yeah. And Mikey was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this because the problem was like they couldn't get any doctors on hand. And, and then and Bill like, Pullman walks out the door. Four and seconds later, there's a shot of like six doctors right outside her room. And I was like, never mind. And so it's really unclear wow. as to why she died. So it was, that's kind of what it was giving me shades of yeah. like, yeah. why does she know she's dying? This woman is still like, like she's disoriented, but she's walking and talking. And so right. they sort of lay her down. And like as she's like gasping her last gasp, she's like, and, and at one point she, she's like, she, her, God, something she, sticky is in my hair, and yeah. it's just fully like her. But her, in like like her something head. about the perspective. There's, where there's one finger like, that's like that looks like it's like it's so fucked. Like but it's as cool. she to me like the part that sort of hurt my little heart was like at her last words were like, Can you grab my brush? I need my brush. It's yeah, in my purse. Yeah, I can't find my brush. I can't oh, find my gosh. brush. It's in my purse and dies. And just that to me is such a compelling, it could interesting be a short look. film in and of itself. Oh my god, I would like go. I, yeah. I'm like literally considering like Leslie when everybody else goes to sleep. I'm gonna make you watch that scene again. I bet. Me. I bet you could find that on like YouTube oh, yeah. or something. Anyway, um, I'm so, trying so hard to find the titular line where. Uh, sorry, uh, I don't know if you guys maybe remember it, but. Um, well, it hard and we are on top. There's that, but then. Nicholas Cage some, says something along the lines of like, "While the heart means, blah 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 blah." It's it's at the very end. Means with, always doing. He says, "But I'm wild at heart," and then the good witch says, "If you're truly wild at heart," yes. and then goes on. And what did she say there? I don't remember exactly. Because I we feel can, like you it know ties what? into we this can, scene. We can drop oh. it in here. Well, okay. Oh, if it's not yeah, streaming anywhere, it's gonna be really. <laughs> we can we sorry. can find that scene. I'm sure. I just we can and if and if not, then we cut this part out. I was okay. trying to find it because I feel like it kind of explains the way that they react to this moment, where it's like, like I don't know if it really makes sense that like the whole cut this all out. By the way, <laughs> um, like being wild at heart means like you're crazy and you're doing way wild things but you're still like you have a heart it like you know it's self-referential of like you have a heart and you're not just like a total fucking animal yeah like you're just wild yeah and you're yeah. trying to like keep your individual spirit
feel like there was another time where he he mentions what Wild at Heart being. Uh, I mean, this maybe it's just that uh, it all ties in, but their reaction to Sh- uh, Sherilyn Fenn was like, uh, I think, kind of ties in that like Wild at Heart doesn't mean that you're a fucking monster. Like you can be wild and do crazy shit, but like ultimately you're not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, I like eh. there is still genuine love in their heart, and that's lo- like love is the absolute like skeleton key to the world and life, according to David Lynch. Sure, like he's he loves deeply and ev- almost that it's all weird. Everything about yeah, and it like. It it feels it feels like the opposite of like kink shaming, like I don't care what gets you like, whatever you have to do if it's from a point of love, yeah, yeah, do it, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, I love it, it's yeah, and I feel like, yeah, love and because it's uh, he always is referring to, not love and hate being opposites, but love and fear being yeah. opposites, mm-hmm. and I I like that, I like that a lot actually. Anyways, sorry. I just, like, had to find that quote. Sure. Uh, So they don't have much money left, and so they head to Big Tuna, Texas, where he uh, contacts his old friend Perdita Durango. I'm going to drop it in a random bit of trivia that I love about this. They they roll into town, and there's that sign of Big Tuna, Texas, population, whatever, which I think is is a little hat tip to Twin Peaks because this is shot during Twin Peaks and there's a lot of Twin Peaks actors in it. Yes. My God, there are. Um, All of them. Yeah. yeah. And the whole roll into town past a population sign is a very Twin Peaks thing. Um, But I find it interesting that 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 movie used Big Tuna Texas sign with all the bullet holes is in the possession of pro skater Tony Hawk. Which, uh, he's a big Wild at Heart fan and he's a collector of all sorts of memorabilia and saw it at like an auction or something and so like I was watching a a piece of history yeah Yeah. some some thing of like Tony Hawk showing off like some of his favorite possession and it's like one of his favorite thing he owns like it's a really cool thing so I'd really have the Tony Hawk if you're listening yeah yeah. I would love that that would be awesome yeah that would be awesome but it's that would be a really fun cross stitch for me to do ooh good call I like that fuck you fish yeah fuck fuck you fish I think I should just open a, a whole shop just based on the fuck you fish. I think yeah. as soon as the the public's appetite is whetted for a fuck you, fuck you fish, <laughs> nonstop, it's going to be the next Furby. Just yeah. you wait. Yeah. Just you wait. History will vindicate me. I love how on the nose <laughs> Big Tuna is because it's the mm-hmm. it's when they get into a town of alphas. You know, oh. like oh. Big Tuna's like, a, yo, bro, huh? You know, like one of those like Oh, I never clocked words. that. Yeah. Oh, that's and right. it's like when they enter the realm of just like toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. Uh, so he contacts his old friend, Perdita Durango. She might be able to help him. Um, she, he. This is when he asks, is there a hit out on me? And she's like. This is, yeah, this is Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Shout out. Isabella Rossellini, Rossellini does some weird looks in David a, Lynch's movie. She's also, such a beautiful woman and David Lynch is like, I will show no, 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 no one. fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will show nobody your beauties for me and me only. One yeah. of my cell phone breaks was as soon as I saw her at the door talking to Nick Cage, uh, I, w- I immediately searched, how tall is she? Because she looks like she's about seven feet tall yeah. and he was like 5'2". She's a tall guy. I, yeah. like, I think there's... And how tall is she? 5'8". Uh, so I mean, she's like average, she's and, she, tall. and she had those big like red and black. <laughs> Compared to the people in this room, yes. 
She had the yeah, big yeah, yeah. red and black heels Super on. tall. Yeah, but she's also standing inside, and there was a step down. Yeah. There oh, was yeah. a step down to But I, I just love how... So there's how, like a foot difference. I yeah. love how huge she looked. It was, it was yeah. great. I, I love that shot. Well, and she's, domi- yeah, she's dominating yeah. over him in that does scene. With I, like, I don't know. Does anybody yeah. know. know at this moment, are Lynch and Isabella Rossellini in a, in a relationship? During this movie, oh, I don't know. I I, they were I don't. For a while. I'm bad with like the off-screen gossip. But they just, they yeah. were together for quite a while. A lo- they were partnered for a long time. I didn't know that. But just like Honestly, didn't know that either. I'm just yeah. thinking, Leslie. Imagine if Jeff finally is directing a movie and he puts you in it, and he's like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you a unibrow. Yeah, we're gonna give you. I don't like, like that. We're I don't gonna like make you hair. look as bad diet. as I know how to make you look. I thank you. I yeah, thought she looked you. great. Am I crazy? I thought she looked cool. I, I, thought, like, she I thought she looked fucking looked cool. rad. It's, I love her I, like honestly, white pink, like chalky odd, lipstick. Oh, I did not. Oddly, care I think for she that. looks worse in blue velvet. Absolutely, the, it's really just cool. a really, it's a really bad wig Bruh. that's not even on right because yeah. you can see it her looks bang. like it's backwards. Yeah, but that's I, but she's I honestly she it's rad just as fuck in this okay, movie. Okay, I'm gonna look again. It's just that she's she's a very beautiful woman, and I think you. There's only so much you can do to slum her up. Yeah, I'm like, true. put her in the as the front woman in like a 1977 punk band, and she's fucking. Oh, yes, I thought yeah, she yeah, had yeah, a very yeah. like her, her style. Like, like she was you. fucking rad in this movie. Yeah. Like I thought. Now Grace Zabriskie, cool. on the other hand, Grace was she's the one with the unibrow. She's the Isabella one, Rossellini had really thick had eyebrows. It. Oh, I was thinking of Grace Zabriskie. Oh, Grace. Oh, yeah, Grace. No, okay. Grace Zabriskie looks no, awful. This look. Yeah. Yes. Killing into it. it. I'm sorry. Yeah, put, I was remembering like a little like, chain necklace with a padlock I mean, she, on she it or something. Had she had that, but I was I was yeah, mentally has, mixing it up with Grace yeah. Zabriskie. Really? Grace who had like the yellow or whatever yeah. on her face. Yeah, That's what like I was thinking thick of. Thick and blunt eyebrows, but Zabriskie has the full on unibrow. Do you remember okay. the post 9/11 show Cavemen, uh, oh, which of which the Geico commercial ones that turned into a TV show briefly got canceled. Grace Did Brisky it even air? Like I don't know if it ever aired. Yeah, air. yeah like okay. three episodes. She looked like she was trying to be like somebody's mother-in-law. That? She's like I'm in that. But the reveal <laughs> of like that first shadow shot, I love. Oh, the shadow shot is fucking so brilliant. Good. Oh, it's so good with like the, it's just so confusing. The leg brace and it's like the platform confusing. and the weird. She dips came. in and then oh, back out. It's so like, good. It's, weird, yeah. 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 Um. All right, so Sailor agrees to join up with uh, Bobby Peru in a feed store robbery while Lula waits for him in the hotel room trying to conceal that she's pregnant with Sailor's child. While Sailor is out, Peru... I did... Oh, this boy. is a really loose synopsis. They yeah, skip I, I over I feel like it skips lot. over this whole fire scene where they're all sitting out. They skip over a lot of the... F- that, they skip over, like, all the flashback moments. They skip over, like, the weird guy at the New Orleans bar. Yeah, like, because... They skip yeah. over New Orleans almost completely. Yeah, I don't think it even mentioned New Orleans. No, it didn't. And it, like... Because the entire... The last paragraph starts with, while Sailor is in jail, Lula has her child. Oh, and crazy. that's the last, like, fifth of it. So, wow. there, like, there's the weird guy who was like... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, and like guess who that, hated that? They're that weird Leslie guy. Leslie Nance and Justin Bieber. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? Yeah. There's there's all of the Zabriskie stuff and the the what David Patrick Kelly and oh yeah, yeah. all of that stuff is super creepy and weird. Yeah, I'm seeing if I can. I I wish they had said something about it because then maybe I could get my footing to explain it or help discuss it because all like I understand the thing of. The silver dollars were how you hired people, and the guy doing the creepy, weird thing where he's holding it over his eye and flickering the light Didn't with like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's so much in it that 
is creepy and weird that I want to hear. They just hear. left it. Like nothing happened. Yeah, like, goes they back just moved past. And those yeah. are the those are just the nightmare. Like what happens to Harry Dean Stanton? He gets yeah, like they gloss over that. He gets killed. No, no, no we said that. How did cool we? did he look when? Sorry, but like he's like tied up, beat up, has the ma- the uh, tape over his mouth, Jeez. and then she's, the lipstick. She oh. kisses the lipstick oh, on just nice. one side, and he has this like half lit like half of his face is gone, the other yeah. half it, it just like it's fucking great. cool looking. I also had heard at one point when they're talking to the mother, like Marianne. What's her name? Um, something like that. Yeah, like Mariella. Yeah, or I can never. Marietta. Marietta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're With talking teams. to her in the lobby of the Oscar hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're talking to her in the lobby of the hotel, and the guy is on like crutches with like a broken foot. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like just a David Lynch quirk, but apparently that guy broke his foot right before filming, and they were like, "That's fine." Oh and God. then it had the very very old man from Del, Del Mibler. Yeah. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's with the and the same with the same big glasses. I and he I, like didn't know how to get out of the scene, so he's just like watching. He like takes, I, he's just constantly <laughs> taking a couple of steps back, watching. It's brilliant. I wish though when they set up that scene, it's the guy vacuuming the lobby, and I wish they did what they do in season three of Twin Peaks or the Del Mibler walk across the bank vault floor. Where they just like let, yeah. let that guy vacuum yeah. for like three straight minutes. I feel like they were going for. Like I feel a, like he wanted to, and some and producers or somebody were like, "No, nah, you gotta, you gotta pull that." Out. That's that was that. in New Orleans, right? Yes, yes. So I feel. I wonder if they were going for like a, this is an old man's town, New Orleans. You know, there was like oh, an yeah, old yeah. man tableau in New Cause, Orleans. Because yeah. New Orleans seems like a party town. Yeah. And they, they, they when they go there, and it's, at all. yeah, it's it's very like the old timers. The only place they go, the only nightlife they go out is the they see that like jazz band, and that's the weirdo guy right. who's yeah, like yeah. Rah, rah, rah. sounds yeah. like he's talking on helium or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot that was, about that. That's gonna be in my nightmares. They mentioned yeah, nothing terrible. about the lipstick in this synopsis. No, honestly, yeah. and I just did a pretty quick, not pretty quick, but a, but a long look through other synopses, and there's nothing yeah, detailed. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Which is fair because I feel like, like it's like they don't they don't add to the linear elements, but they just add to the wild ride yeah. at all. Right. But yeah, when she just they keep cutting back and she's like, oh, and then has a little. They cut out the entire thing with like the cousin Dell or the uncle Dell or whatever with the Santa Claus shit with Crispin Glover. What the fucking oh, shit? What was the the role? I'm trying to make my sandwiches or whatever. The role that Crispin Glover that. was born to play. Yeah. When they mention cockroaches on his underwear, and then That's he's when like, came back from the and bathroom. one and one time he put it on his anus, and then it's just that clip of Crispin Glover, like it's just shimmying, kind of weird. It's yeah. almost like an actor's like uh, like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's like a practice, like an exercise where it's like, okay, David Lynch on a bowl. Imagine there's a cockroach up your asshole. There's a cockroach on your asshole. It's now in your anus, and you. Okay, you. It's you in don't your like anal cavity. You're, you're a little uncomfortable. All right, but you kind of like it. Okay, no, but like dancing, you're dan- You're a bit of. You're a bit of a dancer. Make, make it more ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> the role that Crispin Glover was born to play. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I didn't even realize that's Crispin Glover. And, he, and he, well, that's and, how and, good he is. Immersive. The only, because he only has the one line where he says like, "I'm trying to make my sandwiches." Or yes. Oh, because I didn't see him. That's Beautiful why he scene. was so, but such yeah, a chameleon you, for me. You literally stepped away to like 
go get a drink of water and go to the bathroom and came back and we didn't it pause it and you missed the entire Christmas go up in sequence. Yeah. Which meant you didn't miss anything in the grand story of right, the film. Right. But you missed a wild scene. Right. And he's like creeped out about weird aliens with gloves. Yeah. And, it's Fred of black gloves. Yeah, and yeah. then it turns out they were his black gloves the whole yeah. time. And it's just it like psychosis runs in her family? Is that yeah, what they're maybe, trying to say? Uh, maybe. 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 Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> so sailor agrees, or is it just a, a, like a, a a way of saying look inward to find your resolutions, or just showing that there's different types of people, and this is one of the choices of you know like when you select your player in a video game, like <laughs> there's you know their stats show and like his, his like. His stat of insanity is real high. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like the way you select your, your character from a video game, and there's always like one or two that are like, why would anybody pick this guy? Yeah, he's yeah, terrible exactly, yeah. in every That's field. That's exactly what I mean. But he's still in there just because. Because maybe I want to have a cockroach on my asshole. I don't know. <laughs> and make some sandwiches at Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, sandwiches are great. Uh, so Sailor is going to uh, join up with uh, Bobby Peru. Uh, they're going to rob a feed store. What a fucking great name, by the way. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Peru. Just a creep. Lula waits for him in the hotel room, trying to conceal that she's pregnant with Sailor's child. Uh, Sailor is Skip. out. What? Isn't that where are we skipping that part? Isn't the thing? Yep. Uh, I'll just read through. Like, yeah, Sailor's yeah, yeah. out. Peru enters the room, threatens to sexually assault her. I would argue. He definitely sexually assaulted oh, her. Oh, big time. Um, forcing her to ask him to have sex with her before leaving, he says that he has no time. It traumatizes Lula, who is raped as a child. The robbery, robbery... I feel good about how this is going. The robbery goes spectacularly wrong when Peru unnecessarily shoots two of the clerks. Um, I thought this was such a good scary scene. This is a great... like. First of all, you get a bunch so of close-ups before this scene of Bobby Peru and his creepy teeth and his Those and his grit and Willem no. Dafoe is creepy enough on his own without giving him Honestly, a janky teeth. Honestly, the the janky teeth felt like a hat on the hat. It felt like too much. Absolutely. But but then you then but even that is like oh that's too much and then they're like put the stocking over his head and squish that up and you're like oh it can get even creepier but also just makes him maybe more recognizable <laughs> honestly I, those were the yeah. worst masks He's, i've ever seen yeah. When, yeah when he wears when nick cage wears the stocking on his head in raising arizona that yeah, was more yeah, effective yeah. oh that's the best one i i gotta say uh i think we mentioned love and hate and love and fear but uh-huh. Of course, when you mention those words, it makes you think of Night of the Hunter, you know, sure. Love and Hate. Uh, or like, Jake and Elwood. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, like, uh, Do the Right Thing. I don't know the Hunter. We okay. watched Night of the Hunter. Hunter. Robert Mitchum, he, go, he goes into town, and the kids, black and white movie. Yes, 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 yes. I have seen that. We, we oh, my God, and, good and, job, and, Jessica. You're the, so smart. And he's, like, kind Willem, of a pseudo-preacher. Yes, yes, yes. Willem Dafoe, I feel like there is a weird call to, like, that sort of character where he's... And he even has the, the tattoo a, of well, USMC. Except for it genuinely felt well, like he was in high school and like drew it under his head. Because it was such a weird place. I'm so sorry. I, I think it's like a direct call, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't get what it is. And instead he, he missed his knuckles. He has UMC across <laughs> the back of his hand. And it's it looks uh, shitty. And it's like he, I, he doesn't understand fear and hate, fear and love, whatever it is. He just understands... Hoorah, like, uh, and I, think, I feel yeah. like it's this weird, like, 
he doesn't he's not a human he is somebody who would I'm not nothing against the troops I love the troops I'm from a from a military family adding to that adding to that he I think has it on both hands did UMC on both? Because there's... USMC? The, I, what I notice is there's the scene when you first notice it where they're sitting around the fire or whatever uh, and he's got his left hand up against and he's resting his hand and that's when he's like, oh, you're a military man or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they go into the whole argument about the validity of your role in Vietnam and like, well, you just sat back like a... Yeah. Fu- uh, uh, and that's creepy and weird. Um, but adds to the toxic masculinity that you were talking about. Yeah. But that's his left hand and there's... A scene where he's opening a door, and I think he's opening the door with his right hand. Okay, but you need to see that who it is opening the door, so they've yeah. got. The, so oh, I think he has it on both. Okay. I could be wrong. I just it uh, might the, have been, but I it stood out to me, and I I think he opens the door with his right hand, and it's on both. Anytime that I see tattoos on somebody's hand, I immediately, if especially if it's four uh, letters, mm-hmm. I immediately think this is sure. a reference. And his, it's so off the fucking mark. Yeah. And it, it's also if, like, if you are to believe it as a reference, it's like, oh no, he doesn't believe in either of those things. He has a different set of codes. Yeah. You know, or a different, like, he has a different belief system. Interesting. Uh, he's wired differently. And those tend yeah. to be, especially because he mentions Vietnam. Like pri- like, you know. Military yeah. tattoos and prison tattoos tend to be the same yes. kind of like. Yes. It's no, a different breed. It's you're looking for something to do, and oh, I bet I could figure out how to give you a tattoo. So they're never very good. Yeah, they're just kind of like I need to write this thing. There's no artistic design behind it. My buddy John was a marine and fully got bullied into getting two tattoos that yeah. he hated. Yeah, that's exactly it. it. And it's like it's, it's to prove you're part of the gang. Yeah, yeah. It's like he a- was so embarrassed because we worked <laughs> in Montana and like. In Montana, in most places, like, dudes do not wear short sleeves. Like, you roll your sleeves up to, like, below your elbow, and that is, like, fucking Mm -hmm. deal with the heat. (laughs) Only pussies get heat stroke or whatever. Uh, So I had never seen his his biceps, his upper arms, and then at one point he was changing shirts and he was wearing t-shirts. Like, I never realized you had tattoos. And he was like, yeah, me and my squad? Sure. Is that it? Squadron? Platoon, platoon, I bet, or whatever. We all were good friends, my buddies, <laughs> my my good personal, my best boys. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we all went out, and I didn't really want anything. And so he got like USMC on one arm, and like the fucking terrible um, barbed wire on the other, yeah. and they looked like shit. And he was like, yeah, man, I don't fucking know. They're terrible, but yeah, like, they are. I got, I a marine get bullied. Yeah. <laughs> No offense, we love troops. Yeah, Good no. For you. I'm sure troops are. Bullies, I don't like the like military industrial industrial complex, but hey, let's not be- make too many commentaries on the troops because. Well, I feel like it was just a it's it's an easy way to set up that he's prone not to violence, pre- not predictable. You know, that's like, true. You know, he yeah. he goes off on his like friends at the campfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which can we talk about who and, all of those people were? Yeah, yeah sure. that was an action pack. Because like, sure. whoa. What was what's the actor's name? The eyes. Uh, identity. I, yeah, you. I don't know. I don't remember a, his name. He's a three name guy. Yes. Is he? Okay. Um, and it's and a, they're kind of weird, so not weird good. names, but they're 
one of the first times I saw him was in X Files. He plays mm-hmm. somebody who they're like, "Oh my god, he's obviously fucking guilty, but he's not. He's just like he has that I think." He's, where they go yeah. Back and forth. Should I watch X Files? I've never watched. Absolutely, it. we okay. watch. We watch like three seasons. Understand well, that it's not watch all three seasons. We watch like ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Understands yeah. that like they swing for the fence and they miss a lot. <laughs> but some, but sometimes but when, when they hit, they knock one out of when the they park hit, for you know. sure. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Slugger Museum today, so baseball references. Oh, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Louisville Slugger, baby. Hey, Leslie, who'd you do the best at hitting? Uh, it was probably me whenever you told <laughs> me to yeah. stick yeah. to dancing. Pruitt, Pruitt Taylor Pruitt. Vince. Yeah, okay. It's mm. a good yep. name. Um, and then Jack Nance. Jack, Jack Nance. Nance. Who, Coming in. I With oh, some All Jack cylinders. Nance. I love that entire approach, though, of like, comes in. Stares him dead in the they eye. They may as well wheel him out. And you he's know? got this like, and he's like holding a towel to like the bottom of his chin for yeah. some reason. Oh, and it's yeah. like his eyes are black as like somebody beat the shit out of him. Obviously, yeah. Or he's yeah. on like heroin. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it, yeah. No if questions it, answered. Yeah, and he looks dead. It looks him dead in the eye, and no one reacts. No one sees this as being weird. This is the normal reality of the situation we're in, and he. We didn't drop in the line. Yeah, what's that here? quote? But he says something about like, I have a dog, Whew. and sometimes he barks some. Yeah. And everyone's like, ooh. So good. And then he's like, You're picturing my dog, but I didn't tell you which breed my dog was. <laughs> and it's like. And then he barks. It's like super fucking creepy and weird. But my also- dog barks some. Mentally, you picture my dog, but I, I have not told you the type of dog which I have. Perhaps you might even picture Toto from That's The Wizard it, yeah. of Oz. But I can tell you, my dog is always with me. Arf. And it's. Yes. How do we feel about my Jack Nance? Nailed it. Thank you, everybody. And it's creepy and weird, but also kind of deep. Yeah. Like, I love that idea of, like, you're making assumptions. Stop doing that. I don't know. I love it. I After, love it. Yeah. I think his name was Timmy in it, but uh, okay. Bob. Uh, Peru? Bobby Peru? No. Uh, uh, from from Twin Peaks. Main villain. Oh, yeah. With from short season hair. three, the skinny guy? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. looking like... Uh, yeah. The guy who entered the first guy. Did you, you say Bob? Show. Yeah. Twin Peaks Bob? No, yes. not Frank Silva. Yeah. Frank Silva was on this. Frank Silva was. Yes, not he in was this. like Timmy. He was the guy. He kind of just looked like a punk dude. Like, in this he scene, had short he hair. He had scene? short wavy hair. He was the guy no, standing up was... in a black shirt. There no, was another that, person. There the guy, the, the tall skinny guy in the black shirt, was in season three of Twin Peaks. Yeah, I might be recognizing him from something else. He's the yeah, guy who introduces. See, so season three of Twin oh. Peaks when they do the re- the arm wrestling thing, he's the okay. guy who introduces them. And he, so I'm doing this thing where I recognize two people look alike, and then I think that one is the other. Okay, but it's it's that dude. He kind of has like a a jaw. Yeah, it, his jaw is a little. Yeah, yeah. It's not Bob, he's, but it's like he's somebody in season who, three when of I Twin Peaks him, though. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's Bob, and then it takes me a second to realize that it's not him, and I did that like reverse. Because gotcha. I was like, this is during Twin Peaks, yeah, and yeah, Bob yeah. is still a character in yeah. Twin Peaks. His hair no, is no, it's natural. the guy with like the kind of like yeah. sideways. But jaw. that guy is in Twin Peaks, but not till season three. Crazy. Okay, I didn't know that. He's in the this was the me. arm wrestling episode and stuff okay. like that. He's or no, 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 no. Yeah, he is in that, but he's the but, guy when they go to Beulah's cabin or whatever. I haven't seen it. Sorry. 
Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I haven't seen season you three still. You should. It's I should. Very, I, know, very I absolutely good. know I should. But but basically, like you can follow along in, I, with our podcast geez. and hear our analysis. When, of it. when that like scene you was can't going pitch on, the podcast on the podcast. When I, when just that did. scene was going on, I was doing the thing where I'm like, "Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Mm-hmm. Who is this?" And then I just like would go and I'd be like, "Oh, I see their IMDb photo. Yeah. Right on. Recognize." And then I went to the next person like. Recognize, and cool. you've seen him in a lot of things. Yeah, he, he's he's a character actor because he's got a very distinct and he looked look. fucking. He looked good. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's kind of interesting. He usually, to see these they usually people. lean into his yeah. odd features, and they didn't as much this time, which is interesting because they made Jack Nance look really creepy and yeah. weird. And John Larie wearing like the uh, Confederate, Confederate hat, hat. Yeah, like and like one line, but like nails his one line well he gets into the little debate about the military about vietnam like who because you were hung back in this other location which was a bullshit unit but he's like sitting back and he like leans forward and starts and it's like instantly with one line it's like fuck yeah and then and then the pruitt taylor vincent was that right that guy is just like Vince. laughing at all of it. Like this is all hilarious. He's the most to me. normal out of all of them. But and he, like he just, but he just enjoys this. And and his eye is just darting around. Yeah. It looks like I he's just darting around at everyone who's here, just taking it all yeah. in in this weird way. Maybe he's the wizard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we need to solve. He's wearing who the a, a white. Yeah, he's wearing white. Mm-hmm. Is do we get any men behind curtains in this? I didn't see any curtains. Uh, her dad fell into some curtains when he was on fire. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Oh, he's the wizard. He's then. just clumsy, though. Yeah, he's trying to stop dropping and roll. Well, the wizard, when you meet the wizard in Wizard of Oz, he's on fire. He's a... That, that ah, is yeah, true. Yeah, so maybe her dad was the wizard. He does say it, yeah. All right, um, so... So as they are um, robbing this, this... Wild at heart, unlocked. Yeah. As they're robbing the speed store, um, Sailor realizes that he's been giving, um, given a pistol of blanks. Um, Peru is about, chases, Peru kills a couple guys. No, he doesn't, though. Oh, Jesus. He shoots yeah. them, and then you cut back oh, later and realize that like, me. they're that both sucked. alive. The one guy's missing a hand. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. And then I the dog that. comes walking. No, hated that. With... Huh? Well, no, yeah. per- Peru does that. The Peru Pre- he falls shot his forward own on his own shotgun. Oh. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, so Peru is chasing to that store. He's about to kill <laughs> Sailor, and the sheriff's deputy fires, uh, hits him, and Peru falls, shoots his own head, all of the way off. Yeah, yeah. Which- How about his like Willem Dafoe's lanky ass? Like he gets hit in the like left shoulder coming out. And he goes down, his his leg, he turns into like a folding, like uh, one of those dolls where you press the bottom and it like slips <laughs> oh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he like, he like gets hit and goes down and you think he's going to shoot that guy, but he's fucking totally inept. And so he like, he's like big old menacing guy with like a shotgun, just like, like no teeth. It seems uh, the it way seems it like lays he's going to win, but yeah. this dumbass cop who was like, hey, yeah. Hey, lady, you should maybe put your cigarette out. You're going to burn your seats. Jesus. Shoots off, like, eight shots, like, fucking gets him every time. And, 
and then and nobody called he falls the cops. forward and shoots his own fucking it's, head off. It's, it's amazing. It's all over the top in a way that you thought that the, you, there seems like they're setting up this big shootout. You and, know that he's inept, and it confirms he is fully inept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the whole point, and the and like the whole point of this robbery wasn't even for the robbery. Yeah, it was so that they could kill Sailor. Yeah, and make it look like an accident, yeah. and make it look oh, like it was his own fault. Yeah, yeah. 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 That that was that was the exchange that that Bobby Peru had with Isabella Isabella Rossellini, mm. and that scene before he was like, "Well, we, I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him, but yeah. we can make there set him up for this job, and there could That's be an right. accident. Right. Yeah. And the accident is that he didn't have a loaded gun or whatever. The, yeah. The, yeah. Right. the blanks are, and it turns out everybody fucking dies in that except. Sailor, yeah, like Which it is goes so fucking. Who dives wrong. straight to the ground? In, like in you a, like, that was so. We dove, all loved it. As though, loved it. as though there was going to be like an explosion, or he's being shot at, and he's just not. Nothing. Yeah, no. that was a he's big like, I hit I'm in the storage I'm man's done. house. Yeah, was like hands up, and he's like, Ugh. "Yep, I'm on parole. I and know what's up." Like the most realistic dive I've ever seen of just like I think it's going to be this dope thing. It's I'm like, running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm no longer running, I'm on the ground because I dove. Yes. You know what it makes me think of is Mikey and I have been watching like that uh, that mini golf show. Oh, oh right. Uh, Which we Yeah. And there's a bunch of them where they're like trying, they're like, okay, this is going to push you and you have to dive as We're far. We're probably going to do a, a podcast about Holy Moly next. Honestly, I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to come like up with a catchy off and They have to like go as far into the water as they can. And every time they're like very obviously trying to dive, but they're just like in feet first, like, but they're doing the right shape. It's like That's what it made belly me Belly Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or like feet first, but they're still yeah. like perfectly I in. That's yeah. genuinely what that made me think of, That's of funny. like, just like, I'm going to do this really dramatic Honestly, dive. I'm going to get so much distance. It's, it's almost like, like a good head first slide in baseball. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was. I would argue he like fell. Well, he's on like rocks, not. Like dirt, so but, it wasn't a good head first okay. slide in baseball. It was a bad head oh, first slide right. on rocks. Uh, but, then, but then he's like, but he I was love, out. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately they get you start getting his clothes where he's like, a I love the fact that he's like talking aloud his regrets to like peanut. I'm sorry, I feel and like when he's talking, the dust from the rocks is yeah. spitting up every yeah, time. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, and like when the when the air comes out, the dust is like poofing up over his face. It's just a really cool looking shot. Yeah. I love it. Yes, Jeff. Continue. Just oh, go. okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys continue. Um, I'm going to cut all this out. This reminds me of when I was recording with my dad. And at one point, he like, he was going through like the presidents of his lifetime and he could not remember if there was a president between Bush and Obama. And I had said to him, like I said to y'all, like, it's very easy for me to cut shit out. Like, as long as there's like a nanosecond of silence, it's very easy. But my dad, instead of just being like, who was after Bush, he was like, (laughs) and I was like, you should have left it in just with some whispers. I, boy, I would never humiliate him like that. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it in here. <laughs> Got it. Jeff raising his hand to go in the back. My, <laughs> my revenge has finally been enacted. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, how are you feeling, kiddo? Great. You look great. You look like you're full of vim and verve. Ooh. Good. Side note. Willem Dafoe's teeth reminded me of the night guard that I wear to not touch my jaw at night. Like, it's... Similar fit. 
I hate I want how this on it's mic, very by obviously. The way, so you're gonna repeat that because I think I love that. <laughs> but I like it reminds me of those when you like buy like a mouth guard for teeth. Prop redneck teeth. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, they like so big cleatus or yeah, whatever. They start exactly below yeah. where teeth live. Yeah, and his like teeth they're are little nubbins. But also, like and when the he smiles, he's got such a like strong line of his oh. smile. Around he is his a bananas-looking man. How do we feel yeah. about how natural he looks in this movie? Otherwise, though. Because I feel like his face is normally he very confusing and yes. very like sharp. He is like, a very like starving artist. If I can reference, he's just young. Like, uh, Streets of Fire, Ooh. where he, man, he's very young. You yeah. mean the movie that we introduced to y'all? Yes. Which we. Are I now hope I find with. a good transition has, from Jeffrey in the bathroom back into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No challenges that here. Uh, <laughs> his, his face is just straight up like the Green Goblin, which you know he yeah. went out to play. But it's like shade. Not Doc like, Ock. No, he's Green no. Goblin. Doc uh, Ock was Oliver Platt. But it's just like strong, strong cheekbones, like a long, long jaw. Oh, he has no fat in his face. But, Molina, but in, in Platt, this sorry. movie, his yes. face seems almost round and normal. Uh, I will say the spray just, tan is a bit harsh. Because because the tan a lot. Was a lot. He, he aged kind of the same way Ethan Hawke did. Where there were like sweet spots. Like where it was like uh, oh, you look, he was look at even look at great. Yeah, and look at Ethan Hawke in reality bites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Ethan Hawke was very skeletal. And, and yeah, he when as he got older, he get he got really rigid features. Yeah. But now kind of ha- looks less like that again. Yeah, we've always said that like Willem Dafoe. We talk. Our family like, has always said. In our family, <laughs> this is our take we, on actually, Every Defoe. time that we see a young Willem Dafoe, we're like, man, his face has been waiting for him to be 50 plus like, yeah. his entire life. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. Looked, yeah. But he weirdly looked kind of good in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, mean, I agree. With besides some, the teeth, besides the fucking yeah. teeth. And the rave, I mean. And, and the, well, no. And, I, the, and the pencil mustache. I'm saying yeah. he looks like a normal person. Yeah, like, from from literally the nose up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. Nose up, normal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like he looks that that this era of his life outside of his prosthetics and shit looks normal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So sailor's arrested. He's sentenced to to uh, excuse me to six years in prison. Um. Sailor's in jail. Lula says she's decided to keep the child. They also. This is a moment. Heading back into this, where they have the crystal ball thing again. Mm, yeah, the the bookends of the crystal ball are between his prison sentences, mm. which to me sets up some oh. level of yeah. I didn't connect that actually. Yeah. Everything between his pr- prison sentences is like it's almost like Wizard of Oz. If we're going back to Wizard of Oz, it's like the home. Oh. His home is prison. And Oz is what yeah. he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's think in Kansas when he's in prison. Yeah, I think that's a pretty yeah, yeah, a. that's a yeah. good reference. Wow, that's the the, bo- the bookends the of the of the crystal ball that's thing are at at the prison moments. Can I in, in and out of prison? I want to yeah. posit a, a theory that I am not going to do the research on, but somebody else oh, can. Pa- I thought you said you wanted to posit, and I was like, okay. Oh no, can. no, I want to posit posit a theory. Yeah. I bet if somebody went in this and kind of pulled each, we'll call them vignette that they like the people they run into. Yeah. I bet you can boil them all down to like a moral. Oh, for sure. Oh, I yeah. Bet. yeah. I just don't have the wherewithal to do that myself. Yeah, I don't. Right I mean, this is the technology is not available. Also, it's, <laughs> it's only twenty twenty one. But this is also your first viewing. You're yeah, just, that's you, true. You just took it in, let it wash over you, or whatever. There's 
tons of analysis to, of this movie. People have done this. Oh, you got I'm Julia, sure you could find that. Okay. Julia Childs I have done this that. movie. But there's plenty <laughs> of One vignette a day. <laughs> Julia Childs? Yeah, Julia, Julia Childs this movie where you just like do one recipe a day. Oh, I see Julia. what's happening. Yeah. How dare Julia and Julia be as entertaining a movie as it was when it's about a blog? I did not. They're I had both? to read that and watch it, and I, she just complained the whole time hmm. about cooking these recipes that she tasked herself to do. It like, did, I honestly, do it that movie it. gave me like a butter renaissance, though. I was like, you know what? She's right. I should use more butter in all of my recipes. And guess what? Look how happy we are. And butter, skinny. Butter and so skinny. Even, K- like even Kentucky more, decided to paint their bridges in butter. I feel like there's a more catchy term than butter renaissance. Like, um, butter sense. Butter awakening. Yeah, butter awakening. Is butter great. awakening is great, actually. Can't believe it's not Renaissance. Michael. Marjor Renaissance. Michael, if you're not going to contribute, go away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Julia Child. <laughs> Don't worry, we cut that out. <laughs> she's she's pretty great. Um. Uh, so he's released. Lula decides to reunite with him. Rejecting her mother's ob- uh, objections over the phone, she throws the water over her mother's photograph and which, goes to pick up Sailor with their son. Which is, again, a Wizard of Oz reference. There's yeah. water on the photograph, and that's what makes her mother disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water yeah. killed the yeah. wicked Did you get witch. that one, Les? What? Did um, you get that one? She threw water over her mom's picture, and it made her mom go away, just like the Wicked Witch of the oh West. Oh, my God. I, I gotta and, say, that, no. that effect weirdly, like... As we were sitting there, and we all laughed. You know, I I feel like I was kind of like a, a bit out at the moment, uh-huh. but like that effect of the picture going away for some reason really like brought me back in. <laughs> you don't, you don't, because I was just like, because I was like, wait, what? It like made me focus on what I was seeing, like the for, water. Like, first of all, it's not 1990, so it's not CG, right? It's not 1990? Or it is, it's 1990, so it's pre, like... It's probably 1989, honestly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, you know what it looked like, though, is a giant Polaroid picture? Yes. And they reversed it. Like a fucking time lapse backwards. Yeah, like, oh, like it's... Right? A, like, like it's... They yeah, shot exactly. a Polaroid picture, yeah. put it down, and then let it develop, yeah. and then reverse that. That's yeah. what it looks so, like. Something about it's that... It's probably not... But it looks like something that. about that Don't turned my that. brain into like what that was cool because knowing yeah. the technology capacities, I was like, it, it was a really like non-jarring effect. They can't are, power window that shit. Would you say that we are living in like a practical effects resurgence or not? We're teetering uh, on the edge of it. Is my thought because it feels like I, some people are really question. getting over cgi everything and i think the world is starting to realize that they don't want cgi superhero i think movies. subtlety is coming back yeah okay all right That's so fair. practical matched with Wh- cg so like like fast nine is the subtlety mm. of fast and the furious oh, sure. nine yeah is yeah what yeah, we're yeah. Gonna- <laughs> Yeah, but they made Fast 9 in 2019, I, and we're so far uh, past true. that now. Sidebar, <laughs> I have a friend, a friend, I fucking hated this guy. I, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I know somebody. Yep. Thank God you got it on the record. Oh, I, fuck this dude. I know somebody who uh, worked on those movies uh, as an AD. He says he was okay. an AD. I fucking guarantee that he was a PA. Um, <laughs> cut this part, please. I mean, to be fair, um, some of those giant movies have like 12 ADs. Yes. But he he was basically saying, and he had pictures of it. Is it like an assistant director versus an assistant to the director? Yeah, probably. Yes. Probably, <laughs> yes. probably. Where yeah. he where he's like, yeah, I was like pretty big on the set, <laughs> and it's like uh, you and all other two hundred of you. Yeah. yeah, you were the AD of but third unit. He like, did show me a, like phone, like a photo on his phone of like a set of I think Fast Five or Fast Six, whichever, okay. and uh, it was. A very notable whichever one where they parachute down and they land on a road and like immediately Seven. start driving okay oh my um, god i'm so embarrassed for you the Mikey. road i'm not the road where they land he showed me a photo of it because it, it's like kind of they land like on the side of a mountain it's very like of, recognizable yeah. and he yeah. showed me and all all of the production vehicles are parked along that road huh. they just fucking paint them all out Whoa. So really? So like like parking and shit, you don't have to like get everything behind the camera and then wow. hey guys, we're gonna have a turnaround, we're gonna go look this way after. Like it's just <laughs> like park where the fuck you want, we're gonna paint it out, we're gonna make it look how we wanna make it look, you, as long as nobody's in the road. You know it's a similar wow. idea that's, to that's that fantastic. that maybe you've told me about, but and I thought they, And they're like we filming. have enough people on in, in post effect to just be like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll never we'll, know their we'll, names. We'll get some young guy to do it. Some and he'll fucking do it, dude will do, do it for fucking peanuts. Yeah, but, well, but. a similar thing, and you might have told me this, but I think it's just something I learned knowing that a lot of shit was filmed in Chicago is that there's something built into the budget for parking tickets. Oh, absolutely. Of just like... I don't we, think I told you that, but the, absolutely. Uh, yeah, of just like, park wherever the fuck you want, we will cover your tickets. It yeah. does not matter. That, that's also a thing Don't in, get towed, dum-dums. That's also, yeah. that's also like, a thing in construction. Too. Oh, uh, maybe that's right. I bet it's they, like when they're the building. And like, I knew uh, I I work for a company that works directly with architecture, engineering, construction. Um, and one of the things they do is they work into the budget. Like, we're working on this big hospital project in the middle of New York. We need to park our vehicles. We park in illegal spaces. We get our tickets, and they take them out of the budget. Yeah. One more sidebar, and then we're done with the sidebars. LOL. Okay. Uh, Have you listened to a podcast? Like just just relating to this whole thing. I I, I know somebody actually a friend who worked on uh, Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Okay. People and, which are was obsessed shot, with that show. Which was shot in Austin, mm-hmm. and they had a shoe budget. Oh. Because they had to shoot in like stadiums. And stadiums are surrounded by parking lots, and trucks and working vehicles have to park in those parking lots, and Texas summers get so fucking hot that it will melt your shoes. And so basically there was this thing of like, hey, we recommend that like you wear these sole protectors, like these things that like go Uh over your shoes, but we also recognize that like your shoes are gonna melt. Like if you stand still for more than five minutes your shoes are going to melt and so what's your size we have shoes on the ready so for funny. you wow uh and so they had like a shoe budget to that's insane hey that's hey guys wild. uh shoes are out yeah can i not non-emergency can i get some shoes over to camera crew please these oh, these are God. the things i love about like 
insider. Like, oh, yeah. who oh, the God. fuck talks about? Where, no, that's where not it's a, like, you don't you don't know that. So How do you it figure that out? To, it happened so, to one person, and it, then they were like, "Uh, what the fuck?" And then they plan for it for the next budget. And then it that's happened the to best. another person, and then another person, another person, and they're like, "Okay, this is the problem. We need to make sure that we Actually, cover this because you know, this is this. a hazard." Yeah. <laughs> another sidebar, and I learned this I recently. This. I can't. I can't remember where, but um, apparently baseball teams buy the bats for their batters, and they pay about ten thousand dollars a year right. per batter well, just on bats. Well, they're dollars a bat, I or eighty dollars if it's maple. I honestly can't tell if we're being sarcastic. Right that's now. a direct quote is what from we learned our today. tour today. Is what we learned. It's okay. literally a direct quote from know, the, that's from the what tour. I, that's we what made. I was saying, and I was like, "You, you're, you're delivering your, you nailed it." Yeah, well, it's called. Lewis. Motherfuckers. It's beautiful. I love it. Louisville Sluggers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Jeff's charismatic actor friend now? It's me, assholes. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> well, yeah, the, the thing that ties all of that together is that it's all pretty wild at heart. Oh. And weird on top. <laughs> and weird on top. They meet Sailor. He reveals he will be leaving them both, having decided that decided Halston prison... Uh, that he's not good enough for them. While he is walking a short distance away, Sailor encounters a gang who surrounds him. He insults them. What does he say, everyone? Uh, what? Uh, no, what nobody could possibly something. Nobody could possibly remember that. So the gang knocks him out. Um, he's unconscious and he has a vision. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is just gone. Uh, he has a vision of Glinda the Good Witch, who is played by uh, Sherilyn Fenn. No, 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 not uh, Cheryl the other one. Lee. Cheryl Lee. Lee. Yeah. It's yeah. really rude Laura that Palmer. those those Laura names Palmer. are so similar. It's really inconvenient for me personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize they, they it should until have, they should have worked on that. It took me a hot. They second. should have known that twenty five years later you'd be making a podcast about yeah. this. I stuff. know. Yeah. It's like people don't care yeah, about it anymore. It's incredibly oh, selfish. Um, so she tells him, "Don't turn away from love." She gives him that quote that y'all have been looking mm-hmm. up all day about. Can anybody remember it? If you truly are wild at heart, you'll fight for love. You'll yes, fight for love. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to really. Yeah, that's. Did that's you see me like bump over to you guys and you're oh. like spike? And yeah. Bump that yeah. spike. <laughs> Except yeah. for run, hit, slide. Run, hit, slide. It was out of bounds, but. Have I, have I ever told you about our buddy Brian found a uh, t-shirt? He, he does a lot of thrift shop, thrift store shopping, and came home once, sent me a picture of this like baseball tournament shirt, and it was like a picture of like. A baseball field, and then just said, "Run, hit, slide," and I was like, "Those aren't even in order." Do <laughs> like, those things, though. Leslie, like, you're the I right. just want to see someone start running and then hit a ball and then slide. And then slide. Yeah. <laughs> like, run, just hit are, the ball and just like hit the deck. Run, hit, slide. On the back, it's just like you're out. So we, or yeah. just imagine <laughs> Nick Cage before he took that diving thing. Yeah. Just run, hit, slide. So quickly we, hit it, like hit a chopper into right, and just. We like to, we the like to go to baseball games now, and like when we get excited, just start yelling, "Run, run, run slide!" It's great, and people look at us like we're fucking cool. insane. And oh, it's I love the it. Best. We're very quirky. Run, hit, it. slide. Um. So when he awakens, he uh, sailor apologizes to the men. He says he uh, what this sailor says is, wearing a natural nose. <laughs> no, he, it, that was his, after he got beat up. No, he, he, he comes to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. With um, my nose on. Oh. <laughs> and he said, what this says is he tells them he realizes the error of his ways. I think he says something about like. It's almost a raising your own moment, honestly. Yeah, it's really, I, it I, really is. I'm it's, sorry I called you fellas. It was yeah, it's so good. It, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It was a fun moment. Um, 
So he runs after Lula. And there's um, all of a sudden a traffic jam out of nowhere. Yeah, there's a traffic well, jam they, in the they road. They established the, like wreck, the wreck that yeah. happened. Yeah, but also, there's a, when he turns around to run that way, there's you're a big right. wire there's, shot. And you're there's right. nothing you're from that. absolutely right. It's the Walking Dead. And, like, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, also, she yeah, it's like the to, Truman Show. <laughs> she decides she wants to meet up with him out after his prison release. And they're like, how about this weird random railroad track? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how about that's a place where maybe we meet there. up? Yeah, yeah, maybe there. What, what the Our location scout. I mean, <clears throat> I would like to meet you there. <laughs> um, the photograph of Marietta in, that was in Lula's house uh, sizzles and vanishes. There's a traffic jam on the road, and so he hops up on the cars. Um, and they're all the like very cool doing cars. his own stunt. Yeah, I was he gonna ran say, the whole time. That, that was and amazing. it made me and laugh he, he because almost like passed him. Like yes. I, I oh, he genuinely almost fully think, fell off. I genuinely think because he's after he steps up on that station that where he yeah. almost doesn't get there. Yes, and I then do keeps like going his, and then steps to the he side. He does the thing where he like stops, turns, and is like. Lula. Lula. <laughs> he yeah. does too because he hits that like he's clearly balancing to the right and he like slams his left foot down like what do, you, what do you think about though before he starts running towards the new traffic jam so uh, much for, so much from like hitting his marks the, yeah. the <laughs> yeah the instant rush hour when he's surrounded by that crew and like they kind of don't know what to do with him like and he, then he yeah. just goes <laughs> yeah. But they, they just, took his briefcase, at least, whatever was in oh, that. Oh, he gave it up. I mean, yeah. he, he literally let go of his baggage, besides his snakes well, and Jack, because very that represents like, the reality. Like people eating breakfast on a sitcom, that it's a gang, but for some reason they're in a semicircle, all facing him, instead and of like, also, completely surrounding him. they were all hiding, and, and like... They all came out one at a time from various for, locations, yeah. But f- from the perspective of the camera looking down the street, let, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna draw a diagram with my voice. So, Ooh, say hey, he's heading. Picture, say he's heading north. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that means mm-hmm. that the camera is looking south. Yep. In yep. order to get him there, that means that he's walking by all of these people who like come out from behind. Like the camera is seeing south, and so that means that people are behind like telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's walking straight by. So he's seeing a guy <laughs> hiding mean, behind a telephone pole and then he passes that telephone pole mo- and the guy's now like, all right, I'm, not, I'm no surprise. longer hiding from the camera. I think some of them might be, but most of them are actually like in little alleys. They're fully visible to him. You think? My, my human eyes he's walking down the street seeing care. somebody okay. standing right there. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, there are several who, who are coming from north too. And... In the beginning of the movie, he kicks some fucking ass. And so is he just like, and yeah, I'll, just kick, I'll kick this fucking ass. <laughs> but then he chooses not to. That's the difference. He choose, he, he gets punched pretty hard. But he chooses not to In this attack yeah. oh, like right, he does right, right, at the right, beginning. Right, right. He's, yeah, a, he's a changed absolutely, man. Or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I loved that shot, by the way. I don't mean to talk shit about no, it. No, it's great. I thought it was like a brilliant... And a the brilliant fact moment that of it's shadows. very obviously yeah. Nicolas Cage doing his own like yes. running yeah. makes it so it, much more doofusy and cute and yeah. winning instead of yeah. like an action man like yeah. it was just like this goober. It, it works in the in the world of dream logic too of like sure. I can't see oh, these people totally. until they're all of a sudden there. Totally. So it, it's fine. I, I, I don't think David Lynch is bothered that your human eyes could see that yeah. guy beha- no, behind no, 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 the no, pole. No, but but have you seen that? It went like viral amongst the film community. I don't know how viral it oh, went. Oh, so Leslie and I probably but, started it. No, I, or... show, I showed Leslie um, where it's David Lynch sitting behind a camera 
feet uh, or behind a monitor. And uh, sorry, I just saw an elbow and I. <laughs> uh, but okay, so David Lynch is sitting behind a monitor uh-huh. and he has like headphones on, and an AD, assistant director, comes up to him. And, I know what he's about to say. And he's like, she's like, uh, okay, so we want to do another pickup on this shot because it might be a little bit long. Who gives a shit how long like, the scene like, takes? He 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 processes it and he like looks and he he's like I want to shrug this off but actually I'm going to address this. What 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 is it? What is it with you people? I really mean this. What is it with you people when the, the who who gives a shit about how long the shot is? Jeff, like, I not only have we talked about this, I have fully put his full clip into one of the episodes because yeah. we oh, like that so much. It, it's, it, it's such good it lore. Rains, it, it was season three of Twin Peaks. And, oh, was it really? It's, and that's why he didn't yeah. give a it fuck rains, about the length because it's Showtime TV. He doesn't give a fuck. But that mentality, that mentality reads so clearly on do. this movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. I Where do. It's like shut the fuck up about a long take, like. Yeah. It makes like the, the, well, the, there's a heritage. But the, one. but these people are so used to having producers pressure them with yes. like gotta gotta keep it in, gotta keep it a tight five, gotta keep it whatever the thing. Like and they're well, there's so much they're so pressure used to on like we need to have a two hour cut. We also need to have a half like a half hour shorter cut. There's mm-hmm. so much pressure on like if we need to use a tighter take, we have to. Hey, but there's yeah. the Harry Dean Stanton early on in this movie. He flubs like three lines in a row. He he's talking about the guy that tries to stab him, and he's like, and uh, even uh, Henry the uh, uh, the late Ray. He like says like three names before he says yeah. the guy's name, and they keep that entire long take because it's an interesting frame. And, and it's, it's how people it. talk. They yeah, people don't talk up. in scripted dialogue. You but know, I feel all of that late, like yeah. the mm-hmm. the gang coming out, him running across. Which, There's also yeah, another great that. moment. It came from the same. All of that is part of like the Blu-ray special features for season three of like oh, cool. his behind the scenes stuff. There's there's. There's literally like is that in the cut of the no okay. it, there's say, like wow. six there's like six hours of, of David Lynch directing yeah. and it's fascinating I I would love to see that yeah just pick up the fucking Blu-ray I just and need watch to buy it, it. All. Yeah. Mikey has four extras he can loan you <laughs> right one on. for like two years um, but but there's also another great moment where he's uh, literally on a megaphone and goes okay let's try that again but this time good yes 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 <laughs> like, that that's is a the other classic. great one yeah that's a, yeah. How does that make you feel to hear that as a as somebody who works on the set? What do you mean? Like, Wait, do you so so Lynn? And I guess it depends, of course, on all context. But like, if a shot is just, or a take is just kind of blown, and somebody's like, mm, "Do it better this time," like. Is that condescending, or is it, or does it affect you Coming, personally as somebody who's not like making a performance? You you have a very okay. technical job. There's a, from, there's a, I, I will say from a theater dance background, Leslie and Jess, when you know that a performance isn't good, mm-hmm. do you know that everybody knows it, or are you like it's just oh, 100%. me? Um, so dancing I feel is like you're like peers and you're like dance teacher whomever is like dictating like the choreographer you know what I mean it's like getting notes I, well I think you get d- notes and they would say uh, stuff and you'd be like I think it also depends on context and I think that's why I asked you this because like 
So say Leslie and I were 20 again, and, you know, both of us are prolific choreogra- choreographers. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even say the word correctly. I was so good That's at it. That's how good you are. That's how good I am. I don't, I'm not, I, You're not worried I, I can't with pronunciation. Bog myself You're down. too busy. Yeah. Choreo- I'm like David Lynch. Words are limited. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Uh, for context, um, obviously, I have been, Leslie and I went to, to college together, and we were we were dancers and and English majors together, um, which is how we sort of felt like that was where our love story started. We were wild at heart about yeah. fouette turns. Oh, <laughs> did you like that? Yeah. How much money would I have to pay you to do four fouette turns right so like much this money. second on the Absolutely mic? Not. On mic, on mic, fouette turns. Oh my God, she's doing it! You guys, oh my God, oh my God, Leslie! Oh my God, Leslie! Congratulations! Leslie, stop! Oh my God, she's still going! You kept it off with a quad. How did you do that, Jeff? You're lifting her up. Yeah, well, can I? While I'm lifting her up, can I just take a brief moment to say? Actually, I was going to bring up dance a second ago in regard to the David Lynch thing about like who gives a fuck about about time, because I, I you were, neither of us were competition dancers. No. We were both like ballerinas, like good decent like, cla- ba- like yeah, in the classic sense of like ballet, jazz. Like yeah, very yeah. like. The, what you would call a well-rounded dancer in in the '90s, which is like a ballerina who has done a hip hop class, yeah. <laughs> like basically that's it. Like, look at I can move my hips, yeah. um, but that 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 exchange with David Lynch makes me think of how uh, competition dance and like arguably like the so you think you can dances of the world, they're so trick heavy and and yeah. so like we have to like pack it in. We're gonna do lift, lift, flip, flip, trick, trick. As opposed to, like, if you go see a ballet or you go see modern dance, just like somebody putting on a production, not mm-hmm. for TV, not for mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. that's not what it is. It's telling a quote-unquote story, how whatever that means in yeah. dance. And I think that is a really similar thing to David Lynch being like, no, 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 I'm not trying to, like, pack in every plot point mm-hmm. I can. Right. What I'm trying to do is make art. Yeah, make it. He wants people to get lost in the in world. Th- and to be clear, live in the in, world. These things in, happen in the world. But like packing in things yeah. doesn't make it not art, and having a bunch of tricks doesn't make it not dance. It's just a different goal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the term visionary gets thrown around too much when it's just that somebody has a strong artistic style. Sure. When actually, I think that visionary means that like we all are able to connect. God damn it! I'm gonna go a little bit weird here. Oh, I thought you were gonna cry. And I was so no, excited no, no, no. to capture like, it on mic. I, I'm like, I just, I just don't know how to go about this without being a fucking pretentious like Listen, fairy nerd. We're do, we're do doing it, a do movie it. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pretension is in the rear window, my friends. So so I think that like artistic vision is something that you don't know until you're experiencing it you, as a yeah. viewer. And okay. I think that David Lynch is very good at. Uh, doing things that are probably on the day like while they're shooting it fucking like maddeningly crazy like all of the the sex scenes and like where it's like okay now we're doing a a shot of these hands and the hands are just like doing that and it's going away fingers are spreading yeah fingers spreading there's a there's a match lighting there's all of these things but he understands in his brain everything that it's gonna edit and that match light is not only gonna be like pretty cool looking but it's gonna make you think of other things Mm -hmm. like you know there's this weird like 
storytelling through visuals thing and i think i've only worked with one visionary director uh nicholas cage hard like hard i'm sorry to any other director that i've worked with uh but riley stern riley i knew you're gonna say what was he he was the director of art of self-defense oh that was the movie's great god i'm so embarrassed that i haven't i was i was proud i remember seeing that in the theater and being like I think you texted me or like I think sent I Facebook me Facebook tagged Facebook you or, or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm seeing Art of Self Defense to support Jack but and and it was great. He, he, I he did it. things on set where like it's on Hulu, producers, it made, it didn't make sense. producers yeah. were talking. Check to it like, out; it's on Hulu, by the way. Oh yeah, it's yeah. on Hulu. Art of Self Defense, Tom Hooper, starring, by the way, it's like starring Jesse Eisenberg and uh, I, Alessandra Nivola. Like it's Imogen Poots. I have a weird crush on Jesse Eisenberg that I can't explain. Well. I will tell is you just that he, he is maybe the nicest person I've ever worked with. I, I think he just cool. kind of oozes charisma. That's good to know. Yeah. He fought for the below the liners in a way that I have never seen before. He He's like, he's a person of the people. He, he's such uh, a fucking delight. He like, was on My Brother, My Brother and Me for, for Art of Self-Defense and like oh, fucking really? love. Did you not know that? I made it. Did you not know that? No, I had no idea. Oh my God. And like... And he was... He loves Riley, too. And that's a thing Riley's that I best. think is just like... Hey, yeah. Hey. He but does make good direct director choices. I think he's hit yeah. the point in his life where he's like, I don't need... I don't think I need to do a 30 minutes or less anymore. I think that I... Like, sure. You know, he, it, but then oh, he turned around and did like the Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. Money is a That's thing. true. That's Sure, sure, sure. Money is very much he, like... Wait, he he I... flew out some weekends. But yeah, fucking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, network, just as, as somebody trying to host a podcast, can I um, give us a hard stop on uh, on the movie that we're watching? And I would, no, no. I, I would I love had, nothing more I than... I had something. I had something. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... I had yeah, something yeah, and it derailed completely. Okay. But... Sorry, I just wanted to like delineate. Having worked with one maybe one visionary director who i think is mm-hmm. going to continue and have a very like prolific career he is as far as i'm How concerned do you know uh he's, fairly young? he's a year younger than i am no oh, okay. shit Great. yeah i think Great. or no uh, uh, he might be the same age as me actually yeah. Yeah. but he's like 34 yeah he's a young yeah. man okay, okay. so you're, okay. yeah but i i think that he is going to have a long very prolific career riley stearns having seen I work on indie stuff mm-hmm. uh, and indie as like a he was born in 86 oh right on yeah so he's a little bit older then but having worked on his set and seen times where we are behind and there's this real thing where like you have a schedule you have a mm-hmm. a hard out schedule every day because it gets very expensive and seeing like mm-hmm. the shot list and the scenes that you need to shoot and how many pages they take up and then seeing somebody be able to know that like that's not important what is important is this shot of somebody's foot right now right like like right. to and see somebody who is able to be like shut the f- like, and how hey, much hey, that? Producers. would you describe it as like a clarity of purpose yes absolutely okay where it's like hey producers like i know that you think that we're wasting time right now but we are actually setting up for something really important mm-hmm. and then you see the movie and see like oh my god we fought for this so hard and it mm-hmm. literally ties everything in like it is it's, yeah. it's and he had to really, fight for that wow it, where it's like uh, there were a few takes where Riley would just like fuck with people and, and be like you know what Jeff just like leave the camera rolling on this one like 
is do we have a fresh mag in the in the camera like we're just gonna like go for a bit and he would do things that are like a little bit like there's a scene where somebody gets somebody gets like uh eat Im- that mic bud imogen poots like uh takes a kid under and like kind of chokes him out and mm-hmm. and it was it was weird on set and the kid the kid is great but like riley kept he's like no that's not quite it and he like kind of pushed things and seeing like a visionary like he knows the way that it should be yeah uh he knows that like it needs to be this way i i can only imagine being on set with david lynch as they light 500 matches to get the right match strike like david fincher has a similar sensibility of like I want to get it the way I vision it. It, it, or is that not why he does forty takes of fucking everything? I think he's an OCD perfectionist, like insane person. And yet he made Mank, which is the the difference is I think David Fincher will keep 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 doing. Whereas David Lynch is has the idea in his head, but is also incredibly open to so specific and abstract at the same time. Mm. But is open to ooh. this was a thing I didn't expect to happen. Let's roll with that. Or he wants yeah. a shot like that like that. gives him a feeling. Yeah, and yeah. He has to yeah. find what that. But means. like I and I notice and this is weird, but like in one of those match lights of a cigarette, it's you see the ash. And obviously, it's a close up, and it burns. And there's like a line. Yes. That it burns it to the next the to sit. And to me, Something that was a, a moment that solidified that theory to me of like every time you see fire, it, it indicates the next chapter. It was like this point to this point yeah. and it was like because you see the paper burn from one line to the next line yep. mm-hmm. um, sure. what I wanted to say is there was a I may have said this before on this podcast I don't recall but going back to the director giving notes and whatever was I watched an episode of Inside the Actor Studio once with Matt Damon mm. and hmm. they were doing the question and answer from the audience and one of the one of the questions he got was what was the best piece of direction you ever got on set and he was like honestly it was on the set of stuck on you of all things amazing and he's like i was working it's the fairly brothers yeah and we're doing a really really wide shot that's there he's maybe 40 50 yards away from me so excited for this the uh fairly's way back and he's sitting up on his uh like crane seat up high we do the take, he yells cut, sits there for a minute, climbs down from his seat, walks to me, just step by step, walks all the way to me. And the entire time, he's like, and Damon's like, the entire time I'm going in my head, what did I do? Where was I, where was I? Did I hit my marks? Did I, was it too chirpy? Was it too positive? I think I know, I think I know where I'm at. And he walks all the way up to me, looks me dead in the eye, points his finger and goes, suck less. <laughs> Turned around and walked all the way back to his seat. But by the time he got there, I already replayed it all in my head and knew what I did. So it wasn't about what he said. It was about giving me the time. Yep to know what there, I did. and that's, There's a the, nicer way to do that, but there, I, sure. I understand but I, the sentiment. But I also think that it's one of those things that like different directors and different actors have different sensibilities based on their relationships. You know what? Yeah. And I think Peter Farrelly, Peter Farrelly and 
Matt Damon were probably buddy buddy and silly, and he knew that's what I had to do. But some people are more handholdy, or some people are more specific. I'm going to tell you what to do, and it that's what makes a good director is get knowing what you need to do to get out of people what you need to get out of them i, I think managerial skills are really important for directors yeah, and, one of, the, I, one, I and one of the things 100%. that is probably the hardest to come by like gonna, how many auteurs do you know who also can like manage i was gonna a say staff? rachel lambert from uh in the radiant city also yeah like i think she's a true visionary that like she understands how not to be a fucking dick yeah. to her actors and elicit like some really that's, great performances. That's what I hear about and David Lynch all David the time. David Lynch is he doesn't tell people what to do. He tells people How don't to feel. don't forget to feel this. Yeah. Don't forget to let the dark roll over you. And like these abstract ideas which is where people where actors want to be. Yeah. yeah. They want to make their own decisions but they want to make the right decision. Uh, Rachel Lambert was a, a. I actually think that she, if she will direct something new, is a visionary. She did this documentary called uh, Mom Jovi, mm. where her mom is a big fan of Bon Jovi and she is in an international group of hmm. moms. Hmm. Uh, and they made a documentary about when they all got together to go to Bon Jovi concert in Nashville. And then Bon Jovi didn't give them the rights to their music. And so the documentary has not come out. And fuck you, Bon Jovi, because it's a brilliant idea. No. Yeah. And we're gonna leave, I can leave that in? It will never. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bon Jovi, everybody. <laughs> Listen up. Okay, on three. Start the letter writing campaign starts now. On, on three, we're going to say fuck you, Bon Jovi. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck you, Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. Wait, all right. In the tune of Bon Jovi... One, two, three. Fuck you, Bon Jovi. You're talentless, so we you're not a tune that we can sing. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, Strong yeah. bet. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm Nailed just it. so mad because like so many great people worked on this documentary for years, and it can never just, come out because shame. copyright issues. Yeah. yeah. Copyright. Oh, Anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. They're pretty wild at heart too, I guess. Way to bring it back. Way to bring it back. Um, so are we basically done with the movie? Mm. Yes, I, the I, I put He's, my iPad away. He, of so. course, sings Love Me Tender, which they talk like, about oh. as being... He's only going to sing it to his wife. He's only going to sing it to his wife, so it's basically a marriage proposal. Yeah. The kid looks up at him with the best little smile on his face. That kid's adorable. Through the windshield, which was a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a terrible right. shot. Like, yeah, that was strange. Yeah. The thing, but the thing is, there's like this big like lens like yeah. reflection on the windshield that's like... This bright thing. Oh, it, it almost brings there, back like the Good Witch, honestly. Yeah, that, yeah. But there's also what I like is for where the kid comes into play uh, as far as blocking in a kid shot. Play. Right is was when they do that cool dance. Um, no, but there's it's the Charleston nerds. So there, the shot is behind them. It's a, a car rig from the back seat huh. or the whatever trunk, and it's she's driving. He was the passenger kids in the middle and then and maybe he was right I don't remember but either way kids in the middle they're on either side yeah 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 she goes I need to take a break they they pull over she gets out and now and then the kid and then he uh, Nick Cage gets out to go talk to Lula and the kid moves so the kid was a divider in this shot for the entire mm -hmm. duration of their drive and then when she stops the kid slides over 
Nick Cage goes out and around, and now the kid is frame left off on his own, and they're together again. And the kid is no longer a barrier between them. And it was like just it was an interesting blocking choice of like the way it all shifted. I don't know. Okay. I just really, you know what I'm saying? No, it, I, I, I don't think I explained I wish, it well. I wish that I could remember this enough to it was know what you're talking about. That whole about. scene when he gets back into the car with yeah. her and they're driving, and then she gets out and then she's leaning against the, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 a great because they because they don't break from the car rig shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right away, he gets all the way so that it ends up being frame right heavy with the two of them and then they start going into the close-ups of the two of them until he sings love me tender no no it's before that it's before that but okay 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 yeah yeah i I just i legitimately just it's it's when they're driving before he gets out and when he's like i gotta go it's before it's before the beat up it's before the beat up yeah yeah yeah. yes sorry i think i was on i think i was on the phone during that Oh yeah, actually, it might have been. It might have been. I think I was stepped on the out. Small Everybody Dorcas. stepped up but me. Sorry. Um, okay. Well, so um, so we're sitting at two hours and fifteen minutes. So we're coming oh, wow. up on the running okay. time of the movie. I I wanted to bring up one other thing if we're wrapping up. I want to do one thing as well. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wrap up. I do want to. We, I, I would we love, should be wrapping up soon. But well, I mean, I'm still on vacation. So people who I are know, working tomorrow. Jeff. Pointing at Jeff. Uh, and I want anybody him, listen. Also, I want I'm not working. I I, I'm just going to Lexington. Okay. Yeah, but, it's not work, but, but I, I just do want need to be, like, to be like presentable. We no yeah. longer need to be limiting our discussion to Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm opening up the floor to the shit you boys put in your phones as notes, apparently, because you both are really checking those out. <sighs> hey, already, wait, hold I on, um, guys, listen, uh, talk amongst yourselves, Leslie, my sweet. Lovely favorite person. Oh, oh uh, no! Shut Before, up, Jeff. I have no, there's not a thought that's in my brain. Right now. <laughs> um, when you watch movies like this that that feature violence against women and uh, and sort of like rape culture under the guise of romance, what do you? <clears throat> what does that make you feel in terms of like storytelling in the realm of like being a human woman trying to? Okay, can I give a, re- a sort of a recent example of something that I feel like I'm trending toward more like reading it as just like gratuitous and like why am I looking at this? Yeah. Um, and I love Handmaid's Tale, but this season of Handmaid's Tale. Yes, we talked about this again. That's like. Oh, a real I gave example. up after the second season. It's just like um, there's a line of like. I've never been I've never been squeamish I've never like clutched my pearls at anything yeah but um, there's a line of just like this is now just like uh, torture porn not it's torture porn and it's not as interesting as it could be like you've built this world that I'm interested in but you're like forcing me to like wish for like death upon people because it's just awful what I'm like yeah and it's what I think is interesting about Handmaid's Tale, and I the last um, the last episode I saw is when spoiler alerts I guess when June gives birth to her daughter or kid or son I actually don't know when she's daughter. like in a a barn or something like that she's by herself yeah yes 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 <laughs> the farmhouse it gets so much worse Jess oh it does and, and so I I kind of tapped out on that and it's interesting that like this really. Uh, famous feminist allegory that that Margaret Atwood wrote in Handmaid's Tale has suddenly, uh, because of the nature of capitalism and art, 
has had to double down and triple down and quadruple down on violence against women when Handmaid's Tale is deeply violent against women. Not necessarily in like, oh, I'm punching and stabbing you, but like emotionally it's violent. It's not Wicker Man with Nick Gage. Yeah. Y'all, boy, oh boy, that movie. But like, and, and I think this conversation came up around them, them, which I never, I didn't watch, but was a sort of a mini series about a black oh, family that, that moved to like a white neighborhood. Yeah, it's very recent, but it, 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 my understanding of it was like, well, you're just watching black torture porn, yeah. oh, and really? I feel like we do. It was was what I heard, uh, and I trust the people who said that. And yeah, there's a reason I, I haven't pushed that I, we watched it. I, I didn't know. I, I, and I think um, Handmaid's Tale falls into a similar Absolutely. situation, right? Like that we can't just tell women's tales. They have to be... Really hey, yeah. Jeff, do you want to give a quick plug for uh, Pursued by Where Rosé? <laughs> yeah, Mikey just said, as I poured another... Uh, <laughs> Definitely really fancy glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not Dixie That's cup. good, right? And I said, yeah, it's actually really good. Blushing Bear, did you, did you, did you hear variety. that? Actually, everybody, it's actually vintage. Really good. Really, yeah. I, I don't know good rosé, but like shit, it's, really, it's, it's really, really good. It's really good. Somebody has to finish this champagne, by the way, because it's not gonna pack. Like this bear is blushing, and I am by how much I like it. Ooh. It's well not your played. best work, Jeff. Well played. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well. It, Sponsor us, Kyle. And it's not that you did bad. I just think you can do better, and I want to try to uplift you. Well, get get used anyway. to failure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm 35 years old. I'm very used to failure. Um, so yeah. So when you see a movie like this, Leslie, I'm going back to you, and I want to talk about like, do you see this as a feminist movie in any respect? Do you think, or, or do you have an opinion about whether this is like a or anti-woman movie or or is it not that complicated i don't i mean honestly i don't know if i really watched it with that lens on the whole movie that must like, be relaxing i'll watch everything with for that what lens. it's worth i don't think it passes the bechdel test no uh i think laura dern screams at her mother on the phone about sailor fair enough yeah yeah, yeah I, I really don't think it but, does and, and i think i love the bechdel test as a measuring stick i think that we're starting to move past. Well, it's it's not a measure of a movie's worth. It's just it was an, it was a test that brought up the no, eye-opening idea of, course, of like, of have course, you ever noticed that? Of course, yes, none yes, of yes, this yes, happens yes. regularly, yeah. and it's rare. Oh no, I mean no, I I don't know if I watched it with like a lens of like this is what this movie is trying to say about women at all times. But I did think it was an interesting look at like Laura Dern dealing with trauma and like. It, it's easy to look at like her mom like just go like with the weird lipstick on the face uh-huh. and just be like she's just it's like a cartoon of a crazy person but mm-hmm. like I think it goes a little deeper with like they've had these like psychosis in their family and it's just sad and mm-hmm. she's just falling apart and then she's pregnant like I don't know and to kind of wrap it up with like a bow at the end I guess of just like oh they'll live happily ever after I don't know if it I think that's I don't think that would be no, but, yeah. like, I think that's, like, that kind of goes in with the whole, like, oh, I don't know. It's under the guise of, like, this happy, like, not really, but, like, a in a classic sense oh, of a, a road movie ending, and a romance sure. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's happy. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought it was an interesting view of just, like, Laura Dern's more subtle, like, craziness and Actually, trauma. Actually, to and... stay on that track, does Laura Dern ever 
deal with her trauma with Nicolas Cage? Or is she... Oh, I, I feel like I'm remembering that she's almost always alone when she's dealing with her her own thing. She Whereas does Nicolas, reference well, to she, him She tells times, him about yeah. her uncle. She's telling the stories and stuff like okay. that. Yeah. So, but what do I think when she's lying in the bed, when she's screaming for him? What does that mean? So... Because I don't think I understood that. Which part? Which, At when, one point, she's lying on the bed, and is like, this when he's off drinking beers with yes, Bobby? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I remember that. Thank part. you. No, you might have been asleep. Um. So, shout out to costume designer designers mm-hmm. with this because um, Love it. I actually I read a lot into the way that she was dressed throughout the movie and how see through and how male gazy her. <sighs> Ooh. Her costumes were. Because, she was always in something like sexy, and she was always sexy. She was always it was always see through yeah. a bit, and I feel like she was in the most see through thing after the Bobby thing happened, mm. and then he came back and he was just drunk, not paying attention to her. She was the most vulnerable. She was the most transparent, see through, yeah. uh, without being Love totally this. naked. Yeah, and. Mm. As the movie goes on, you know, it way. cuts it cuts forward five years or whatever when she has the son and she's wearing a full dress. Full dress, yeah. hair done up, yes. nothing transparent, yeah. no no body showing. Like beautiful though. It's almost yeah. too she's big. a classic like, pinup. She's yeah. classic pinup, but yeah. like not see through, you know, and yeah. so she has she has matured. Yeah. Can I make a just quick observation? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first three quarters of the movie she always has her hair natural. In the last, when she picks him up, she has straightened her hair and like waved it, so it's no yeah, longer the natural curls that yeah. she has. Yeah. She's like it a Lauren Bacall sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, yes, yeah. Bacall was exactly what I was thinking. So, of and as that's well. and that's an interesting. That's a combination of a dolling herself up because she is excited to see him, and b making her look older. But yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Well, I don't. But I always. Think I feel like they both that, come out looking exactly the same, except. He's wearing the same thing, and she's like, I'm because sure. matured. She she's like matured. She, she's she's matured more than him because he yeah. doesn't grow. As he much. hasn't changed at all. Not at all. Every he's time he comes the same out of the, he has, jacket. I think he has a realization at the Cheryl Cheryl and Fenn scene mm-hmm. of how to redirect my anger and emotion and all that, yeah. and, and love and but fear she, and all that. She stuff. wears black throughout all of it black yeah. see-through and then after the bobby thing she's wearing white see-through right. like yeah. they're like and then, and then they're the, like and costume the dress, the dress she's wearing is black and white polka dot exactly yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i Jeff, yeah. i'm really glad you used the term male gaze because i think that was what i was thinking of the like with i could not put my finger on why laura dern's character made me I, feel slightly uncomfortable First of all, I don't know. Does anybody know? Did Nicolas Cage's character ever say his age? Because we hear that she's twenty no. many times. Never. And no, he is of a, an abstract age, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think there is something to the fact that she, and at that age, Leslie, I think you can attest when you're twenty, you are a little more thirsty for attention. Or, or I, I should speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. It's more like. I am dressing away, like, because it makes me feel good, makes me feel sexy, but it's also, like, I'm very aware of, like, people looking at mm-hmm. me, whereas in my t- later 20s and 30s. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm dressing sexy right now <laughs> to impress you all mm-hmm. um, in my... Ow, ow. 
I haven't showered in three days. Um, but, but at least my blood is just alcohol at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but, but anyway, I think there's just something to be said about, like, she dressed it. She seems like... We were talking a little bit about, like, your, is this a dream? Is this reality? Yeah. Laura Dern feel... I, I wouldn't call her a manic, manic pixie dream girl, but she does feel like an idealized version of, like... She's beautiful and she's slender and she's horny all the time. Yeah. And she's just this like, she's never pushing him f- toward a future. She's never asking him. And she's because she's 20. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I have a strong opinion about like men in their 30s and 40s who date 20 somethings because that is an age where you're a little more flexible and whatever. As opposed to like when I'm 25, when I'm 30. I, but I'm then- not going to let you drag me off and break parole. Like, mm-hmm. she's his. His body. She right? dictates all of that, though. She's always coming on to him saying, we need to go back to the hotel. We need to do all this. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. that's what I like is that he isn't, like, and no, 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 always but that's dragging point. her around. No, yeah, yeah, he's a goober, and she's like, fuck yeah. Let's well, that's, like, go. it's it's the no, fact that like he that's isn't. That's my yeah. point. Okay, yeah. good, she's good. the sexual initiator. She yeah. is the yeah. one who wants to do bad. She is this like fantasy woman who has no, who's skinny and perfect and eats and drinks whatever she wants and but that wakes up every morning with a full, fresh, beautiful face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's and, for him. That doesn't mean that these other abusers can just like come in and fucking like. But course, isn't that you know? all? But isn't that all of a piece? Yeah, isn't yeah. that all of like? Well, I am going to slightly transform myself from my partner, who's a little not great or edgy or troubled or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and that opens the door to like, well, I'm just going to please men wherever I go, and that lands me in yeah. my my Bambi walking in these red high heels yeah. while a man sexually assaults me, and all I can do is say like, whatever you're going to make me say to make this stop. Like yeah. she is at the behest of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Do I do? Should I do more or fewer feminist rants on this podcast? Can no, I, just, I think I think can that, I just pull the rant? I think that is a big point. Do there more are a lot this movie, of though. Twin Peaks podcasts fair. that yeah. are all dudes, so yeah. uh, woman's voice is refreshing. Thank yeah. you. I, people say that about my voice a lot. It's so refreshing. <laughs> I want to say, um, speaking of feminism, she has the she being. <laughs> Speaking she, of what do you call this shit? Feminism? She has she has one of the best moments where uh, she's driving the car. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, even and that's like a great thing of like... They yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Women to drive cars. Let's not be, let's, let's not be amazed by this. I love the scene when she's driving and his feet are like yeah. picked up. I, I thought that was but a really I good I just want to say the quote, stab it and steer. <laughs> it's fucking... Wait, what? I don't yeah. remember that. Everybody guffawed at hell. it. Where, like, uh, I think it's after... Leslie woke up laughing. They're, like, about to maybe leave New Orleans? It's And they're, like, they're let's they're fucking get gas. on the road. They're pumping the gas, and she's, like, do you want to take a rest? Because I can drive for a while. Like, that sounds and he, like a And good he idea. goes, yeah. stab it and steer. And she's, like, kunk, kunk, kunk. And then, like, like it, Yeah, it's great. Stab it and steer was... I had to just, like, say... That was my closing. That's a great line. Stab it and steer. Shut the fuck up, dude. Just go. Um. All right. Okay. Either I can do like a closing round robin. I want. There's one thing I Let's wanted do it, to yeah. do. I, there's one thing I want to do. If that's okay. I was just about to say I'm either gonna do a closing round robin. If anybody wants to go to bed, they oh. can be dismissed. I'm. 
weirdly awake. Okay, okay, cool. Let's yeah, I was looking around. at last night. I just didn't want so to bully her. I have responsibilities, away. but yeah. also literally okay. all I've done this weekend is bully Leslie and Jeff into doing the things I want to oh, do. So like, okay. hey, everybody. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, just really quick before it is just Ron Robin, can we talk about Mikey and Cran's relationship? Oh dear. Why do we need to talk about that on my no. no one knows what that is. <laughs> Jeff just says that no. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. <laughs> Uh, it means something to cranberry. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't know what people like in podcasts. It means something to cranberry. Cat, cat, cats are pretty cute. Um, but, oh, sometimes, like, but sometimes they don't like people. Yeah, Lots sometimes. of times. That's all I got. I have a 90 second um, video of Mikey trying to pet Cranberry the cat who hates everybody. Screamed at him. And Mikey literally is just crouching in a corner and Cran was like five feet away just like... <laughs> Just like wet, like clawing him as hard as she could, but she was five feet away. She's pretty wild at heart. Weird on top. (laughs) She's fucking Um, weird on top because she's upstairs right now. Let's do a quick whip round. So what? So what I wanted to bring up was we got so we got an email um, about a week ago or so from a man. Did I read it? I don't know if you read the emails. Um, Somebody named Matt Sweeney. Who said he talked oh, about how? Fuck yeah! Is Matt, it the Matt Sweeney? The Matt Sweeney. Holy big shit! Big fan of hey, Super Leslie, Wolf. You... Also, you're in Louisville, which is home of Bonnie Prince Billy, and like oh. Jesus Christ, love Matt. It, does he listen to this? I don't know what's happening. I don't get what bit is happening. What is the connection happening. between Matt Sweeney and Will Oldham? Uh, they're Super Wolf. Oh. Bo- Will Oldham is. Did Super you say Wolf? Super yes. Wolf? Is oh, yes, the oh, Bonnie Prince album. Billy and Matt Sweeney. Yes. I have it. It's yes, right yes, behind yes, yes, you. Yes. I started this conversation. I'm very lost. Listen to the album Super Wolf. Matt Sweeney. I, 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 think the I love Matt Sweeney. Six hours ago, just continue. continue. Here's continue. the thing. Matt if it's a the pretty Matt common name, so That's right, it, it may or may not. If it's musician Matt Sweeney, we don't huge fan. Hello, we don't know. Matt Sweeney, this is for you. But we he brought up saying yeah we he brought up saying like. We and I more than just but talk about the movies I love and the movies I don't like and ask what he asked for was a list of all of my ten out of ten movies. Oh, which, oh I just which that. is not possible. Yeah, yeah. That's not just at all. so hard to do. But I would like to go around and have each of us say two or three movies that you think are top to bottom. 10 out of 10 movies. You think they're excellent. I'll start, and I think one of them is a nice segue in this because I think it's well that hard. No. Um, But Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is excellent. It's a great journey. The use of color has purpose. The use of black and white has purpose. Everything about that movie, it's entertaining every time. It's fun. It's silly. It's scary. The emotions you go on, everything about it is wonderful. Um, The other one that I thought of recently is a bit more of a surprise but I think Shaun of the Dead yeah absolutely is a perfect movie mm-hmm. even more so than like Night of the Living Dead yeah I in a strange yeah, way I think than... it's funny every time I see it I find something new that's like deep in the background somewhere it understands the history it kn- of Night of the Living Dead yes. and like yes, is yes, like yes, oh yes this is created and become. built with mm-hmm. such love yeah. I mean, just allegories and interesting yeah I, I think it's just wonderful I'm down mm-hmm. with that for um, sure. I hadn't thought beyond those two so, and I'll come up with another one should maybe, we do top two then 
Or just we can off the cuff. The other the other one that tends to come up a lot for me though is seven. Okay. We can talk about our we came up Jeff and I came up with an idea this weekend that David Fincher is notorious for doing many, many, many takes of every single shot of a movie. We wanna go we wanna find someone who has access to all of the unused shots from the filming of seven and remake seven with only the seventh take of every single shot of that movie and see how different it makes the movie working title seven and seven. Ooh, i like that uh so my um uh, just to give uh, you guys a little more yeah. uh, a little more breathing room uh, so first of all i want to have my um my note taken that I think saying art is the best art is like a weird thing. Uh, like I, I, I think everything's very preferential. Everything is subjective. Yes to both of those things, but also I think that trying to quantify art can be very difficult mm-hmm. and like that way lies madness yeah it's all liquid like at different right. times in my life i'm like this is genius and then i watch it like yes. a year later yes, and i'm like this exactly. is fucking dumb and, and, and i guess or, I pre- or the opposite or the opposite yeah and i guess i practice that because i think my version of that is west side story but also while acknowledging the brown face that happened and things like that mm. i think in terms of just Sitting and watching it. Do you know what year that is? 64, I want to say, but that could be wrong. Um, I just genuinely, I've seen it maybe more times than I've seen any other movie. I'm not, because I think there's also a thing of like, I love that movie, but I'm fine never seeing it again, versus like, I, in high school, I went through a phase that I would watch it like probably once Mm -hmm. or twice a week Mm -hmm. of just like, I need to live in this world more and like soak up the colors. And the way they do the colors of the jets versus the sharks, I think, is so cool because it's not primary versus secondary. It's not dark versus light. And it's Dr. Like, Jacoby and Benjamin Horner in it. So Dr. there you Jacoby. go. Hmm. But it's like this, like purple red versus orange and mustard colors in a way that's not an obvious. It's not like red versus blue. It, it's yeah. more yeah, yeah, yeah. nebulous, and I love that color Our, scheme. I love the way that they use dance as a shortcut for culture. I think that's so good. Like when we're talking, I know Leslie has, has seen it, but like when we're talking about the um, the dance at the gym when they have the two like competing circles. Oh yeah. And you have like Anita and and, and um, I was gonna say Beto, but that's not who it is. Bear, bear, Bernardo. Bernardo. Oof. Uh, Anita and Bernard and Bernardo O'Rourke, famous <laughs> politician from Texas. Their version of like sexy, salty, salsa, sultry, and like aggressive. I'm using big quotes. Dancing looks so different from the mm-hmm. the Polish kids' form of dancing, which is like genuinely closer to like breaking, which is an interesting and yes. interesting take. I are, think. Are it's... you more excited or nervous for the Spielberg version? Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, and no, no. Honestly, I was. I was. I try not to be a person, I think, because I lived through loving 2016 Ghostbusters and realized that, like, having opinions is really dangerous on the internet. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was in camp of, like, 
don't remake West Side Story. They nailed it. And like, yes, it's problematic. That's yes, it. Natalie Wood absolutely should not. Yes, they should yeah. have cast actual singers yeah. instead. Of, like, I, I or alternatively, I think Riff um, should have. They should have used his voice. They dubbed in almost all of the singers. Mm. Um, and so I was like, all that being said, leave well enough alone. They did it, and it's so of its time, mm-hmm. and it's so perfect. But when we saw, and I don't, it must have been during the Oscars, maybe, but the first time we saw no, the. It's just pre- the 70 Miller, the music box when they got the 70. No, no, no. I the oh, preview okay. for the new Spielberg. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we watched yeah. that together, and I was like, okay. Oh, he gets it. He gets the tone. Because for me, tone is really important. Mm-hmm. Like, if he turned it into, like, kind of a campy or like a like a hairspray style like look at the dancing that we're doing mm-hmm. I don't think it would work as well I think there is something there it's very 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 hard to make like jazz dancing and that's scene. your number one like West Side Story is like number one with a bullet mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think so I mean nice. I love Moulin Rouge but I accept that there is like Singing in the Rain is a big one you talk about or fucking yes. love Singing we saw Singing yeah. in the Rain oh, with the Chicago Symphony oh, Orchestra so playing cool. it. But like and that's your like perfect movie though. Is West, West Side, Side Story. Story. Um, I think so. Nice. I love Singing. I gotta. In the rain. I gotta revisit. I forgot. Yeah. We it's been saw. A long time. Wait, like, I think since high school. It. No we shit. With yeah. Jack, well over ten years. With Jack, actually, we saw a seventy million. It's not gonna happen tonight. I did. You see the spark in my eye? Like good news. We have three hours left. We saw a fresh seventy millimeter print screening at music box nice. of west side story and i had seen west side story before did they but shoot that not. on 70 yeah and it's Wild. incredible you know, jack had, had never no seen idea. it it's really dark and, and gritty and oh, yeah. it was I, I do remember. it was the first time i learned to really appreciate because i had seen it before and i saw it as like it's a fun musical i it never hit me yeah but like i saw the darkness of it right on. for the first what? time ever at that screening and it I thought it was incredible after that. What I think is better than even West Side Story, though, is the video that's on the internet of Cher reenacting West Side Story playing all the Oh movies. my god. Oh. It is so good. Unfamiliar, but we will oh put my, a link. Uh, Jesus please Christ. Please don't open this can of worms. <laughs> I it had, is so It's too good. It's not good. often that I can reference that. Leslie, if that's 10 out of 10, then we gotta use it. Leslie, one night turn this on and nobody believe me it's a train wreck that you cannot turn away from it it, it's but it's also good it's bad no that's what i'm saying Cher's giving it her all because she has the voice to support the bit she does not have the acting range i'd argue she or the the, technology charisma goes a long way (laughs) and it's like it's like an amended it's like 20 minutes long (laughs) it's truly okay okay do you have leslie do you have a 10 out of 10 movie Okay, so I think, so what you're talking about, like, tone, the the closest thing that I paint a picture of, like, this is why this is a perfect movie to me, is, like, a movie that, like, builds a world in a way that, like, that's the world that exists in that movie, and I feel like I know that. It's, like, a weird dream. I'm so excited to hear what this is. I don't know if these, I don't know if these are, like, definitively, like, my favorite movies, but movies that I think, like, build a world like that for me that creates such a strong sense of place, Raising Arizona. Yes. Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Oh, God, Those two come to mind for me. Place. Where it's just like, there's such places. I have yeah. a, a deep Charlie Kaufman phase in my life. Yeah. Oh, oh same. I really am into him. Oh, same. Um, we, is, is that just how you live your life, Jeff? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, let's dig in more. So well, I'm sorry. It was the uh, Raising Arizona. We recently so, watched yeah. Eternal Sunshine, and I think that I we, can rewatch it. All we the both time. had the like weird. We've seen this thirty times, but like Jesus, yeah. it's still Christ. so good. Honestly, it's so smart. It's I so really good. want y'all to watch. Um, I'm thinking about things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we have to. We have to. Did yeah. you see like Anomalisa and, and I didn't really like Anomalisa. Go, go, go more into Let's connect. Go more into your movies. Cough. Go more into your movies. Yeah, Kaufman. Yeah, 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 let's not stampede over loss. I mean, I don't know. With um, Eternal Sunshine, I feel like it captures, like, truly, like, what you... Like, not just tonally, it feels such, like, a place. Like, there's a feel to it. It's winter. It's, like... I don't know. Mm. There's just a feel to it's it that's cold. there. It it's cold. cold. Yeah. It feels just like a place in time. But also on top of that, it's just a very great demonstration of, like, truly what you feel, like, in a breakup and mm-hmm. how... It, like, I don't know. It puts, like, magical thinking in a sense, but, like, in a realistic way of, like... Like, the things that you, you want to forget. You end up with a person. The um, things that you want to forget about a relationship ruin you as a person. Yeah. Because Wait. they, they like, strike to the core of you. Yes. And so when yeah. somebody says that you're nice, you're like, what the fuck is nice? What the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> like, it, you, you can't get rid of somebody because you don't like them. It's a... You'll keep coming uh, back. Can yeah. I ask, have you always been into... Um, the 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 what's it fucking called the mind one what the mind one the charlie kaufman the one that we're just talking about eternal sunshine thank you i just sometimes i just can't load up that that name in my head the mind one um mega mind so you and i can absolutely cut this out this isn't even for the podcast it's just a question i really want to ask you personally do you think your big breakup that happened post-college that we oh yeah, yeah. Did you? Were you a big? So Leslie was. Oh, I've somebody, always loved that movie. Okay, so that was what I was wondering of like, because you mentioned you it captures what it's like to have like a tremendous breakup. Yeah. Which you, your big quote unquote capital oh, B big would breakup. still Eternal Sunshine people out of my life. That sounds mean, <laughs> but I would. <laughs> no, but I'm wondering. Do you think it, it changed how you feel about that movie because you felt the devastation of a erupting breakup. I think it like solidified like oh this is like how it re- another movie that also does a good job I think of like big relationship thoughts feelings that literally everybody in this world goes through but I think it's really hard for movies for me to really capture like truly how it is this movie I don't know why I love it so much take this waltz I watched it and I hated it I don't know at first it's um Sarah Pauly wrote and directed mm-hmm. it um Former child star yeah. went on to do yeah. Dead Light Meat. But anyway, it I does like such. I love her so much. Yeah. And she does such a good job of basically demonstrating it. The theme of that movie is like, you can make your. You're responsible for your own happiness. And there's always going to be something that pulls you to be like, the grass is greener. That's, things will be different. At the end of the day, things aren't really that different. And you're just with yourself. You're you. That, you're sounds, like you swing, that sounds like the female perspective of swingers. Oh, did I you, saw swingers, but I didn't really pay attention. Did you ask, swingers okay. is, is a dude going through that yeah. same yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ask Leslie if she would do the process? Is that what you... No, I would, I though. <laughs> no, what I, no, 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 what I asked her was... Uh, because I think that's a fascinating question. So there was question. a major... I do. Oh, I love... I want everybody to answer that like question. Like, a few years ago, there, before you guys were in, obviously, there uh-huh. was a major ra- r- breakup that Leslie went Aware. through. And I was... Are you? Does she talk about it ever? 
No, I'm kidding. You've not it, just always been waiting for me. No, but but I but, but her. But to be fair, like her ex is somebody I who I knew quite well yeah. in college, and I was curious if her feeling on on Eternal Sunshine changed before and after she experienced like a really earth shattering breakup, like yeah. she did. Whereas. Be- like college, you didn't necessarily, or like high school, college, you didn't have like a time yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, I'm sure at the time that I saw it in theaters with my mom in high school. Leslie, has there been any movie you haven't seen with your mom? Can no. we go through the yeah. movies you saw with your parents that involved full on nudity? Because there are not. My, the first one I can remember was Inventing the Abbots when my parents rented it. And I was like, titties. I don't know what that is. You could skip it. It's an early Joaquin Phoenix. Liv Tyler. What movie? Um, Inventing the Abbots. Abbots. That was a uh, a, an R-rated movie that I remember. Do you know who that is? It's it's one of those. Like a child abuse movie. Honest, no. It's like growing up in the fifties, and it's like we're a little messed up. Have you ever seen an American Crime? Oh, my mom loves that movie. Why? Is that the one, like, in Indiana? Like... Yeah, it's based on a uh, true story. Captive, yeah. Yeah, it's based on a true story that, like, a woman in the, like... It's in Anderson, Indiana, by the... Oh, it is, and it's an absolutely true story. That's why your mom loves it. It's family name. It's about a woman... (laughs) It's outside of Muncie. These parents have two daughters, (laughs) and they're carnies, and they're like, we can't support our daughters right now. Uh, And so they leave them with... With Sorry, this woman I who proceeds to... I don't think they're listening to me when I talk sometimes. I am, I am. He's pouring actually, some Pursued by Bear, Blushing Bear, Rosé. I started pouring myself and I realized that the bottle was almost out. And I said, because it's man, about connecting. other people need to experience this with me. It's so beautiful. I shared it with my so friend. So Indiana murder, though. Uh, <laughs> but regardless... Oh, but, but <laughs> what are we... <laughs> Honestly, my sidebar is that it stars Elliot Page as the person mm-hmm. who's like locked in the basement. And... I do. I genuinely do not know if this is offensive or not. But when I saw Elliot Page like as the young woman, I'm like, it looks like a dude in a dress. Like it. Like since hmm. I've seen Elliot Page, I like how old as, is this? Is this uh, uh, 2012? Probably yeah. I would okay. say. But it just. So she I've was still nev- relatively young. Yeah. 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 Yes, okay. she was. She was playing 16 or so. This is, was, that's like the era of like hard. Candy. He was playing 16. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I saw sorry, it, yes, yeah, sorry. and I saw it, and it was, I think, maybe I'm just used to, even though it's only been, like, six months since he's been out, like, I saw that, and, like, him wearing, like, a sort of prairie dress, and I'm like, it just looks like a mm-hmm. boy in a wig and a dress. Like, mm-hmm. it looks, it, it's interesting, like, how that yeah. sort of I never saw pers- it, but, yeah, where yeah. are you, like, it's, rewatching? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's good, it's a fucked up story, I think. The movie is not as good as the story dictates. Yeah. It's a role. So that's one up. of your top ten. <laughs> top ten movies. I, Jeffrey. I have a question. But before, before we move to Jeff real quick. Yeah. I, what I know and what we've connected with is a deep-rooted movie in you, but do you consider Waiting for Guffman yes, to be I a... Yes, yeah, I, I was trying not to be I was a 10 out of 10 movie, or is it just I one of those I had to go like, back, because I was like, this is it, isn't... You, you is know it that just there are other an movies. Enjoy, it is my favorite movie. Because it can be a favorite movie, but not... But I, I realize that it's not a 10 out of 10. I mean, I you think... You know what I mean? Oh, like, in my heart. No, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that I feel that way. I'm saying you can have a movie that's a favorite... But that doesn't mean it's a perfect. I think film. there's a, press, your... a pressure on it being uh, a prestige. Hundred yes. percent. Like Absolutely. I, I am a huge Star Wars fan. Can we? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. 
I realize that it's maybe a seven or an eight out of ten at best. It's there's many many problems with that movie. You just said it. I love it as if it's one thing. I'm talking about Star Wars, a new fucking hope. Okay, okay. That was the original. The original title was a new fucking hope. We need to differentiate that. I'm talking about like Star Wars, like the original Star Wars as a child. Watch like. I watch it now and I realize there's holes everywhere. Yes. There's a yeah. lot of problems with the movie. I still love it and nostalgia dictates that I love it. There's so many things. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. It always will be, but it's not a 10 out of 10. Time. Is Waiting for Guffman a 10 out of 10 for you? It is a 10 out of yes. 10 for me. I, the only reason I didn't bring it up is one, I talk about it all the time and I feel guilty. Two, I feel like it's so based on like we were talking about watching it with a non-English speaking person and how it like did not really... I feel like it's so contingent on like, is that your sense of humor? But that's everything. But that's... Yeah. That's, that, and that's like, taste. If you've never like been through tone. a breakup, Eternal like Sunshine is terrible. I loved Eternal Sunshine when I saw it when I was 15 years okay. old. Okay. But you understand the concept of... Like, you... Yeah. There's connections you need to make yeah. for, for certain things to work. Yeah. I love what absolutely ten out of ten for me. I okay. just hesitate bringing it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle if it's my turn. I'm gonna rattle Bring off it. a few, and I, I don't I don't want an interruption <laughs> because I'm gonna say a Good bunch. Good luck with this room. Yeah, mute some mics. I'm gonna say a bunch. I don't I don't know how to do that. If if I could have just a how many you got? How many just you got? a moment. Okay, I'm just well, gonna I'm gonna right. try. I'm gonna give you one full minute. I, I won't need that, but I, I just two one go. Okay, so I think that Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford is a perfect movie at three hours. It is so tight. Mm -hmm. It is a movie that I would watch the five-hour cut. I absolutely am obsessed with Synecdoche, New York. That's another Charlie Kaufman. I think that there is no human brain that can make that movie. A fucking insane genius made that movie. It, It melts my mind at every time that I even think about a fucking single line of that movie. Mm -hmm. Anytime that I think about that pastor's monologue, I'm like, he explained life itself. Mm -hmm. Every time that I think of the shot where he takes his cane and he lifts up to, like, it's a diagram of the city and then he lifts up that page and it's another diagram of the city smaller inside that and then he like moves his cane over and he lifts it up and it's a smaller diagram of that city it fucking it makes me cry and then that final monologue that Diane Weiss gives of like this is you driving it melts me it fully melts me past that Goon speaking of good movies I want to say Goon is the tightest 90 minute sports movie that is ever made it in the moments where they have to give you exposition, where they have to give you like a moment where like, oh, but I like mean like, seconds. they have like a really cute relationship. Uh, it is still just full of buffoonery and it's so tight and good and just like, like put a camera on somebody's fist and punch somebody in the face for a good shot. Like uh, it's amazing. But I want to talk about Gross Point Blank because that's oh. maybe my biggest ten out of ten. We'll watch it at nice. any time, at any place. I haven't seen it always. since high school. I well, it's, it's, I, it's kind of about high school. Uh-huh. You're going. Back it's to about it. how. It's ultimately about how you made this choice when you were eighteen that you were not fucking ready for, and all of your life is dictated by this choice at eighteen when you were a child, and like. 
he chooses to opt out and when you opt out you turn into a murderer but he's like a successful white you know like he's from gross fucking point michigan and so his that do you know uh, is that it's not Freers? Freers. It's not Freers. It might be Freers. Is it Stephen Freers? <laughs> I, I actually I, I don't know. I keep talking know. as if I'm not looking I, it up. I genuinely love that movie. It's I've always enjoyed it. The, I don't, I don't thing, know if the I ever thing. gave it that credence, but I have always said that that's the greatest soundtrack to a movie. Of oh, all time. it's it's oh. phenomenal. That's, that's the greatest and, movie and soundtrack ever. Director yeah. George Armitage. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Who wrote it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, he did a great job. Um, Jankowitz. I I just think that something, something, something. Okay. Oh, John Cusack has a. I think a lot of a lot of movies. A lot of movies try to do the like, you're in high school and you know the next step in your life is the biggest step in your life, and this one is like okay, ten years later, all of these people made the same choice at eighteen. Mm-hmm. One of them hosts a radio show. One of them had a baby. One of them died like almost died estate. in a car wreck. Yeah. Jenna Elfman comes in with like the she died in a car wreck yeah. and she like lived and she's in a neck brace and yeah. she like has oh, yeah. the best outlook on life. Like every like it's uh, a jump to Jer- conclusions. Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven is like a fucking real estate yeah. douchebag motherfucker who is just playing himself. Uh, there's a guy who's a security guard, and he like at one point like waves around and goes like, "Oh yeah, they gave me a gun." Yeah. Like it is, it it perfectly encapsulates yeah. the 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 life that you go on to live, and then it ends in like a great shootout with like he wants to marry this girl, and his whole past is confronting him so fucking directly it, it, it I, I i love the movie it is yeah. it's the perfect just like this is what life is it's not you know like uh the grandiose scope of synecdoche new york is also life but mm-hmm. it's also fucking dumb sometimes and mm-hmm. sometimes your house gets leveled and turned into a 7-eleven <laughs> where you just go and play doom I love it. I I love that this this was just a fun thought experiment. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Sweeney, the Matt Sweeney. I hope it's the Matt Sweeney. Uh, oh man, big fan. This, if so. I really want to put the glasses champagne. I do want to. If it is the Matt Sweeney, I I run a short film night in Louisville <laughs> that I really want uh, Will Oldham to come to at some point. Okay. So if it if it was maybe that start Matt by Sweeney, inviting Matt Sweeney. That. And then see if he can bring a friend. Matt, yeah, I don't know I mean, who Matt Olden is. Is that was that a funny joke that I said? No. Oh. Um, I but I love that I a everybody said movies that we all seem to enjoy. Mm. I was curious if ever someone was going to be like, I fucking love this movie, and it was like, really. No. I was curious about that, and I love that we all picked movies that resonated with us that aren't like the film school staples. I'm sure. Nobody I'm pulled cool. out like Casablanca or fucking. Oh yeah. No. Let Jeff say Citizen Kane or whatever. One more. I'm so sorry. What? I was just in a hotel where this must be the place came on. You love hotel movies. Yes. This uh, my life, movie. my life is like, oh, this hotel movie. But like, when good ones Jeff come had, on, it Jeff punctuates had to do it. Full on two weeks quarantine in a hotel days. room by himself, <laughs> and ostensibly lost his mind from all yes. reports completely from, lost from his from that mind. moment on I lost my mind but okay this must be the place came on uh, it's um, the guy that did the great beauty youth uh, he's an Italian director 
Oh. Uh, and he actually uses a lot of Will Oldham's music in this movie, This Must Be the Place. But mm. it's this weird, like, I think it's his second or third movie, and it's his first English language movie where mm. it's very imperfect. And it's fucking so good because it's so imperfect. Uh, Sean Penn plays a Robert Smith character. Um, oh. And he's searching for the Nazi I've who his dad references. That's a box cover. Yeah. I, mm. I fully when I watch it I watch it through the eyes of a director that isn't an English speaker Interesting. and so there's a lot of like not bad acting but like bad acting in it that it's a beautiful weird movie that like mm. once it's on it has this like deep like deep deep and that's when I went into the fire like sort of like voiceover going alongside this like weird it's it's a beautiful try that like gets tone more than it gets story and it is oh uh, it's I like i turn it on and it's like i'm watching this now and it brings me to a place of I'll, comfort I'll because of the like tone the box cover doesn't sell it no it, 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 it should it's just that thing it's and it's this must be the place and it it's like yeah. a gun it's like a gun yeah. outline Jeff, but it's I want to watch. Beautiful movie. I'm thinking of ending things with you very badly. Okay. I think you would genuinely. I know well, I'm going to love it. I actually think the both of you. going to love it. Actually, the both of you. I think I, I've watched it probably four times now because Aww. it just like because I just kind of kind of want to sink into that weird world that they're yeah. living in. Yeah. And I I find it incredibly soothing and everything. I've got oh. there's a scene Anomalisa on the shelf. I'm cur- I'm really curious. How I you suggested feel about watching that. it a few times and you've not been into it. It was a bit too real. I have real it's... face blindness, and uh, it was it was weirdly a bit real. I have white guy real. face blindness yes. in a devastating it's, way. It's it, it was a bit too real. It's not one I can Isn't watch it frequently. Fucked? It's really hard to be like it's. I'm not being offensive. You just look and, the same. Well, there's there's a lot of character. Uh, a they're all puppets, but there's a lot of characters in the show. Who isn't? Am I right? And <laughs> and, and and they're all played by three people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie it, lost me a little bit. I, it was, the, okay, first, I the first, yeah. the first, the first review weird. I ever read of that movie because it came out in a time where I was like obsessed with reviews and like what sure. people think of things. The first review I saw was, "I never want to hear any of their voices ever again." It's the one guy, and I can't like. I don't ever want to hear right Tom now. Noonan's voice Tom Noonan. ever Noonan. again. Yes, and but he's like the most lovely actor, and but I, and, and his voice is. Perfect. It's perfect for it. He's got the perfect like cadence to just. He's like a little excited, but also not. Yeah. yeah. He's great. He's great. Okay. All right, kids, we're rolling out. Sorry, so out. sorry. No, no this was do fun. not. That was a fun this episode. was actually much more productive and coherent yeah, than I thought it was going to be. If you want to fucking laugh, go back and listen to our Dune episode, which is insane. Uh, can can I gotta say when is the straight story? Is that two movies away? Well, we're because also- I think that is that's borderline ten out of ten for me. Really? Okay. Yes. I, I love it. I agree. I um, think it is. It'll who would have thought be it would have ever we're been also David Lynch doing Storyville, which is Mark Frost. Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah. Neither have I. It'll be what the first, the only one that it'll be our both of our first viewings. It's a James Spader movie, but Mark Frost directed it. Oh, interesting. So we're doing that also, and then is I, it James Spader? Yeah. The guy from. Um, Secretary? Yeah. Crash? Oh, wait. Oh, Crash oh, no. is fucking incredible. Okay. Can you don't I... like Crash? I love 
It's wait, just wait, I, I it's, love it's cringy, not I, that crash. crash. Not that crash. Not Stick haggis. Not, not no oh, haggis. Not the haggis. Car accidents. Not haggis. Wait, can we do this for not like the one that Cronenberg's crashes. The thesis is that People live their own lives so much. Sometimes they just crash into each other to feel something. Get it? Not that Get one. it? It's a movie. Not um, that one. My friend Anne, who I have talked about a lot you know, on my cringe. other like podcast, you can't do that. I do, but you have to cringe. Oh, absolutely. You have to absolutely. go absolutely when you say cry. Continue. I actually, oh, I was going to talk about my crush on James Spader and, and really thinks I'm pretty gross about, uh, thinks it's you gross. You have a crush on him? Woof. Okay, Wait, listen, I want to be very clear. It's not like a He's physical a crush. He just has this like highly yeah. sexualized energy. 100%. You guys don't agree with that? I'm yeah. sorry. I just imagine boat shoes. Five, Not yeah. at all. When I think of Jane Spader, I think. But of I'm talking boat like I think of Jane Spader as like a background actor who got a good opportunity at one point, and Listen, for some reason, I people like he invested is in him. The most really? average-looking yeah. person. But when I watched Boston, I just Legal, he just he would just his confidence. I got you. I, just he. That's a hundred percent what it is. He just like. Knows what the fuck is up. He's got like will, Ted Bundy vibes confidence. No, oh, a no. little, a, a little bit. Yeah. A like little if you bit. told me that James Spader had fourteen deaths on his record, I'd be like. But also, what? that's yeah. a little bit why it's hot. That's Spader. a little bit why it's hot. Of like, this guy is maybe a little creepy, and weird, which is why Secretary works. I mean, which there is, why is Crash something works, about like, which is why like. He's he is Robert California from The Office. Yes. I feel like that's him. Yes, and I love that's a that. great comeback for him for sure. Okay, uh, my sweet fishes. Um, we've I ain't no fish. We've crossed the three Fuck hour. Fucking fish. Fucking told you guys. Back. Leslie, bringing it back. Told you I think we're all fish. pretty sure that one of us would fall asleep during this recording, but I feel like we're all pretty. We like, did. I'm we did good of this until uh, I go back and listen to it. Legitimately, Unless no fault of me. I gotta say, I if I were to pick a David Lynch movie to do, I would pick The Straight Story because I think it is it's it's a masterwork. Why don't you feel like very also I'm very happy about Wild at Heart. Maybe once a straight story. I believe it's three because we've got Storyville next, then I think it's Lost Highway, and then I think it's Straight Story. I love the way that Lost Highway shoots night. You said straight story. We talked story. about this earlier, like, mm-hmm. but that movie is all night, and so it Jeff, is like I don't want to see the background. So Jeff, we're scheduled to release or fire. We're, yes, yes, absolutely. We're scheduled to release the straight story on the nineteenth. So if you want to like of come July, up, yes. That's like in two weeks. Of August, August, of August, of August. August. Okay, I was gonna say, my God, you guys are fast. Boom. So if you want to come to Chicago between now and then, we, like, listen, we literally bought this four mic setup for this moment. It's very nice. Not too it bad. is really cool. Doesn't it feel professional? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that. <part. laughs> okay. Sure, sure does. Okay, Jeff fully pulled sure. his microphone out of yeah. its moor. As, as you said the word professional. <laughs> You're like, you just bought this and Jeff broke. I should have told okay. you that, that comes All out. All right, everybody. Okay, hey, uh, Leslie, Jeff, thank you for being part of our weird, dumb, Thanks pointless podcast. Do you have anything you want to say or promote? Or, or plug? Do you plug have plugs? Or anything like that? Well, Jeff might. Jeff has stuff. Leslie, I'm here for the ride. Plug, plug yourself. 
Leslie's plug Les- is going to be we're going to snuggle tonight, probably. Yeah. My plug is can't wait to go to bed. Get love all of you guys here. My plug is my love. Uh, it's your plug. Snuggle little baby. Yeah. Your wild heart. Your heart. Weird on top. Yeah. Jeff, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody listening to this lives in Louisville, but I run. I thought you were going to end with. I don't know if anyone listens to this. No, no, no. Like, uh, goodbye. No. Big no, shrug no, no, emoji. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I actually am plugging. I know that I'm normally. But he is back, but, uh, Okay, so if anybody listening to this lives in Louisville, I run a short film night that has been on hiatus for almost a year. Uh, it's coming back August 21st at the Tim Faulkner Gallery. And uh, we're doing just birthday. kind of like a... Oh, yeah? It's Phyllis's birthday. Happy birthday, Phyllis. Uh, my sister's birthday, too. We're doing, we're doing kind of like... We're not showing short films this time. We're kind of just bringing it back, dipping our toes in the water. Uh, it's more of a meetup. So if any film fans live in Louisville, uh, come out and meet your film community August 21st. Wow. And then it'll be like hard back in October. If you have... Things to show. We'll be back in October. Drop the name Cooper Duper for a free high five from Jeff Storz. Oh yeah, uh, I'm very bad at high fives. Ooh. Wait, is that a thing about you? You gotta look at the elbow. Yeah. Oh, of course you have to look at the elbow. Have you not learned that trick? I'm afraid of elbows. Classic Jeff Storz. Weenus. Weenus. Okay, listen, my sweet dear loves. Congratulations on buying this house that we're living in. Congratulations hey. on being engaged. Adults. Shout out to Pursued by Bear. Shout out Pursued by Wine, like Calvin Glockman. Yeah, my, I, I had my day is going to be really great it. tomorrow. I kept calling via it Pursued by, by Wine. Because he was drunk and he kept yelling Pursued by Wine, and I was like, great. That's not even what it's called. I'm so. branding it. I'm a marketing professional. Yeah. The rose, at, like, honestly. As somebody who does not Jeff drink rosé, it's fucking good. There's another good. bottle in your fridge, it's you can have it. very good. Also, there's like this much champagne, and I really want to dump it all before we... This uh, much champagne. I, I, I have responsibilities. Mm, okay. oh, we got this. Though. We got this. We'll, we'll figure it okay. out. We'll utilize right. it. Hey, kids. Happen. You guys are my favorites. We did very good. Very tr- for, for being four drunk assholes, this was quite 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 well done. I, I was think. trying to do the old man thing. That was the movie. what? The that old was where he was like very impressive. You okay. just oh did the guy with the snaps and the stump at Laura Dern. Yeah, and she oh the candy necklace. We didn't talk about the candy necklace. We I didn't. love that part. Oh my god, forty has, flavors. Forty flavors. She has for so all the different many ways little that I love you. sticky lines on her neck. Uh, awesome. Do you think that that was like a play on the fact that they all taste the same, and he thinks that they're forty flavors? Yeah, there's one oh, flavor. I, yeah, okay, can we smoke yeah. a little bit of weed and dive into that? Yes, <laughs> the candy necklace. Yeah. Separate okay. episode. All right. Good night, uh, listeners. Goodbye. Messy. <laughs> Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to Cooper Duper, a Twin Peaks podcast for regular people, hosted by Michael Greif and me, Jessica Blumke Greif. Our podcast logo is by Foraker Creative. You can follow them at Foraker Creative. Our theme music is by Brad Chactus. You can always email us at cooperduperpod at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes and leave us a positive review and tell a friend. We'll see you next week.